see the stuff of the White House Correspondents Dinner? Yeah, so they had uh, they had this one. A, it was funny because it's usually where they get comedians to write a speech for the president. Yeah. And so the president makes all the jokes and everything at his own expense and the expense of the journalists assembled. But um, this year he had uh, Luther, his anger translator. Oh, they actually did that real. They actually. Oh, I saw that getting passed around online. I thought yeah. so, I thought they were just like re, like I thought it was just uh, they were reposting the old Key and Peele sketch. No, they actually no, made that, that was thing. actually that was actually Barack Obama. <laughs> Um, but no, that was great. But I didn't watch uh, the speech by, I cannot remember this young woman's name. She's an SNL cast member and a, comedi- a comedian. And um, watches who even knows she, anyone in Siren But during days. her speech, she made some sort of joke at the expense of the Secret Service. And she's like, oh no. And then she goes, oh no, but really, let's let's give it up for the Secret Service. They're the only, uh, what did she say? They're the only security force oh, I heard that would get in trouble if a black man gets shot. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh. and it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's a heartbreaking reflection of my broken country. Did you see the thing? There was a black guy. He was getting, uh, he had executed two white guys out in the middle of the woods. And at his, uh, when he was being put away in jail, when he was being sentenced, he gave a speech about Black Lives Matter. And everyone's like, what does this have to do with, like, he executed two white people? It's not like he's being, un- he, like, I think he even admitted to the fact that he did it. That's like, black lives do matter, but kill two people. Like, what is this? So it's just uh, it's almost like race in America is fucked up beyond Jesus recognition. Christ. It is fucking God, I feel so gross about it. Anyway, welcome to our podcast where we talk about pop culture bullshit. This, this is the Boy podcast. Yeah, by right the way. before we start recording, like I was like, "What's going on in Baltimore?" Every every day in America, there's a new city burning it's or just, fucking getting fucked up because somebody's gotten fucked up, unjustly fucking murdered by well, the cops, or or it's just like you know, it's shit's coming to a head and it needs to. California's dying. Uh, California really needs water. They're not fucking around with that shit, man. Did you hear about the like? I, so bottled water is such a crock in general. But you know the Nestle Corporation, they a lot of their bottled water comes from California, and the state told I them to stop. I just heard about this before started recording. My housemates it. were telling me they're yeah. coming. They're trying to come to to Oregon. They're trying to take some of our water and like start a bottling and plant. Well, supposedly William Shatner, he wants to start a Kickstarter for like a thirty billion dollar water pipeline from Vancouver, uh, uh, Canada to California or something. But now Nestle's broken. always been fucked up. Didn't they end up killing like like three thousand like babies in the eighties because of like tainted baby formula? Welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast, where we talk what vaguely about things we may have heard. <laughs> Nestle Quick is so good. <laughs> it's great, but it's made oh. by murderers. Anyway, hey, this is Annie and that's Bill. We're here to talk to y'all about some shit because it's powder. But it's like you put it right into the cold milk and it's so good. So this last week was Lineworth Northwest here in Portland, which is why I did not come. I did not I was not on Boy Hottie last week. That and you're always excuse for not coming. Isn't it gross when people spell the word come C U M? It's just weird. It's weird. You no, I don't want to ask this question like on the podcast. Man. What is a cummy? Jesus what? Christ. Is that what you swallow? I don't so want to know. Cummy? Get a tummy? I don't know. A cummy? Cummy? <laughs> what the hell did you hear? It's on Twitter. Books. No, it's not. On, it's not in that, I swear. No, so that's, that's, that's the Christine other. Love made that something. That is the some banished sort of gummy bear. Cummy gummy. <laughs> <laughs> Christine Love. I follow Christine Love on Twitter. She made some sort of comment to cummies. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to know. I refuse cummies? to Google this. Is that what you just like to worry about? I don't know. Anyway, 
I was talking about Lightwork Northwest. My point is, while I was greeting <laughs> at Lightwork Northwest last week, I met a very nice boy. How do you listen to her name? Adrian. He introduced himself. He said hello. Adrian J. Wallace? I don't, he did not give me his full name. So it was just Adrian. We had a lovely little chat. He's local. And I was like, dude, don't listen to my shitty podcast. Like, thank you for listening what? to my garbage podcast. Bill, this is the worst. I just asked you what cummies are. This is the worst podcast in the world. Uh, cummies? We talked about the, the problem that, like, the deeply, profoundly troubling race issues in America. We riffed on shit. We sort of heard this once. Is... And then I asked you what cummies are. This is the worst podcast. Uh, cummies in the world. are a spinoff of the Ghoulies movies. <laughs> except this little, it's like the cum sprite from Oglaf. Anyway, Line Rick Northwest was great. Um, it's a really good show. I highly recommend if you're in So, uh, Line Rick Northwest is Portland, Oregon's new, like, indie comic. Festival, right? Yeah, it started last year. It's an illustration and uh, comic show, and the focus really is on independent artists. Yeah, it's nice to have a comic show where you are not going to see a single person in cosplay. And uh, there's anything with a cosplay. There's nothing wrong, but it's just although you know, I guess you could show up as like Ghost World cosplay, and you'd just be dressed like two technically girls. half the people are. Yeah, no, you know no. Dan Klaus cosplay, yeah. but it's just it's nice for the alternative scene, though they would never self-identify as alternative. Mm-hmm. It's it's really is just about inclusivity for alternative voices. Although they and stuff. did have a lot of the Periscope people, and they work on a lot of Marvel and DC books. Well, sure, but, but they weren't there talking about their Marvel and DC yeah, books. They weren't talking, talking about their personal. Heroes, yeah, it's 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 that's really the best way to say it. It's really a show to talk about personal work as opposed to contract. Work. Do we walk around all? Weekend going so eh by that Star Wars trailer, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, you laugh, but on a Saturday, I got there when they opened and looked around. My volunteer shift didn't start for two hours, mm-hmm. and uh, I wound up going out and having lunch with Jimmy and Conley and talking about the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, because so. they came over in the last week. You were gone, so we had the Star Wars uh, special mm-hmm. that no one listened to. <laughs> that the internet was glutted with people's opinions about Star Wars. And, and that that's what like, really happened. There was, like, very quickly a saturation of, like, what do you think about that Star Wars trailer? Here's what like, I this think is about Star Wars. We have to talk about what we thought about the Star Wars trailer. What do you think of the Star Wars trailer? Uh, it made me cry. It was nice. It made that me was weep. A good trailer. Uncontrollably. Objectively good. I did not... I totally forgot that it was going to happen. So I was just at work, and I checked Twitter during my lunch break, mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about the Star Wars trailer. I'm like, what the fuck? And I say out loud, like, does anyone care about Star Wars in the middle of my <laughs> office? And my coworkers are all like, mm. And so I watched the trailer, and I start weeping, and I got so, like, like, joyous that I actually had to get up and like I got subed as soon as it was over yeah. I had to get up and do a little dance like <laughs> seriously and I went through the entire office and I asked do you care about Star Wars who who cares about Star Wars until I found there's someone. a good fucking Star Wars trailer over here. I know. It's, like, it's like finding a cache of porn in the woods you're like guys I found some titties in the woods come on I found one coworker who felt about Star Wars the way I do and I she I dragged her over to my desk and we watched the trailer she, together she yeah too. yeah I am surprised that unanimously even at the worst, people are like, eh, I don't care about Star Wars, but that seemed okay. And everyone else, of course, is just like, holy shit. I liked the joke that's being tweeted around. It's like, everyone feels about Star Wars like a, an animal that's been hurt, but de- desperately wants to love again. You know? and it's like, it's, oh, yeah, it's Well, I even good. I made the joke that, like, this is already, like, the third, like, that trailer just by itself is already the third best Star Wars thing out there behind, yeah. like, Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I'd rather watch that trailer than I'd rather watch Return of the Jedi. I kind of feel about that almost like I kind of feel about the Mad Max movie where I got my money's worth from the trailer and I kind of I don't need to see. I still haven't watched any of those trailers, yeah. Dude, it's so good. What the fuck? 
fucking I got the Entertainment Weekly Mad Max show. I should just give it to you so you guys can read it because you guys saying, don't care about spoilers. Don't. And I can borrow it back when Mad well, Max. Well, I care comes about out. spoilers, but Mad Max isn't so much about what happens as much as it is about how it I happens. No, but I still there's. I never thought I would ever see a brand new Mad Max movie again in my life. I can't believe and so it's, like, it's to coming up, up, dude. It's coming up in two weeks. It's two I got weeks. the email from Fandango last night <laughs> saying, "Hey, <laughs> tickets are now available for Mad Max Fury Road." Oh. I was so excited. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy like five tickets so I can make everyone come go see it with me." And I was like, oh, it's only for, like, for 3D screening out in Cinetopia out in the middle of the Bill, can you believe that here we are, and we're, like, I'm in my early 30s, you're in my eight thir- late 30s, and we're both sitting here talking about Star Ooh, Wars and Star- Batman. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and they look like, good! <laughs> and the terrible thing is, I think I'm more emotionally wrapped up about Mad Max. Well, Star Wars is gonna be whatever. It's still, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that it's gonna be, like, kind of, like, fan fiction-y, kind of, like, you know, fan well, service kind of whatever. Nothing but nothing can be... Like, Star Wars... Your heart has already been broken with Star Wars, That's kind of, yeah. So it's kind of hard to love again. Yeah. And B, it's like Star Wars is so much to you. There's no way that anything can be, can yeah, be that. I'm like Don Draper with all the beautiful ladies she's left with again. No one can ever match up to that, so I'm just haunting. Yeah, you're Staring just, outside a window going... You are... <laughs> you yeah. are Don Draper, and Star Wars is your beautiful woman. That's what I'm about <laughs> Mad Max. Because my heart has not been broken by Mad sure. Max. And in fact, I love the worst of the Mad Max movies mm-hmm. more than anything else. I love Mad Max the other Thunderdome. That's one of those things where, oh man, I, I could feel myself, even if it's a good movie, I can already feel like the pedantic parts of me yeah. kind of being like, well, it's not, well, like this was me. <laughs> I could already feel but... And I have to tamp that down knowing this is, like, even like the, the casting of Tom Hardy, which I like Tom Hardy and stuff. Uh-huh. And like, um, you watched Road Warrior. And I was about to say we just watched watched Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome because L. Ray just had them on two nights ago, and I just rewatched them again myself. Those are disparate fucking movies. Like, Every single Mad Max movie is a reinvention of what Mad Max is. Everyone. That's Road yeah. Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome are two fucking Which, different movies. The only movies. reason I'm a little gooey about Tom Hardy, a little yeah. kind of like, eh, is because the, the, the only real common threat throughout the first three Mad Max movies is Mel Gibson. You this kind of forget true. how much of those movies really exactly. hang on Mel Gibson. Yeah. And not, I mean, granted, it's not like he's putting on a masterful performance. It's more no. just his personality. Exactly. It's just else. what I also forget about Mad Max is how little Max talks. No, yeah. Max well, doesn't say are essentially a western. Anything. And so he's kind of like the. Silent... I don't really think about how much they're westerns until I'm watching these. I'm like, these are fucking westerns. Yeah. These are here more in America, westerns we... than Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, here in America we had actual westerns. You know, the Japanese had their samurai movies, and the Mad Max movies are essentially the Australian westerns. Yeah. I mean, even as much as like taking place out in the desert and lone hero fighting yeah. bandits and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. In civilization, that's apart so you know that's one of the things with me i have to recognize especially because they're talking about like they've already written like three more movies yeah. for tom hardy or at least two more they're talking about this being the start of a whole new trilogy i have to let go and realize this is a re- exactly it's a reinvention of mad max i can't be all like well also the thing is is that they need what mad max has to be is a person who can speak volumes without saying a single fucking word and tom hardy is good at that tom hardy is good at veiled menace and veiled emotion if the dark knight rises anything to go by he's better when he's not talking so it's not well, I mean, think of, I mean, Bane is not a masterful performance, but he acted through a fucking mask. I know, yeah, he did. And he did well. No one, people made fun of his voice, but like everything yeah. else, he was physic, his physicality is spot on. Yeah, yeah, the whole point of Max is that he's just this, he's this unchained dog that has a heart, 
but even he ignores his heart half the time, you yeah. know? It's like, and Tom Hardy's really good casting for that. Like, really good. All, my boner for Tom Hardy aside, like, I am so glad he's not in the Suicide Squad movie, because who the fuck Was cares? that his original thing? He was going to be in one of the, in the Suicide, that the Joker Man. thing came out of. But uh, the, um, like, he is a good Max. He's a good Max. We'll find out for sure. Well, weeks, we'll see, but, but abstractly, he seems like a really good Max. And, like, I'm really curious about uh, fucking Charlize Theron. Man. I'm also curious if, like, this next movie, because the next movie is called Imperosa or whatever, her name. So I'm wondering, are they and setting she's her she's already been like, get, I'm, get me the fuck out of here. I, I, you gotta put as much distance between me I and know. Tom Hardy. So I'm kind of wondering. But like, I wonder because it's like, it's like, would they be setting up like they work together and then she's the villain in the next Which movie? Which is weird because they've never had like continuing characters between Mad Max no, movies. So like you have the same if, actor playing different characters in Mad yeah, Max Yeah, so I'm movies. wondering if it's supposed to be, because they, they're talking about like a new trilogy. I wonder if they were t- actually talking about a story that actually takes place over the course of three movies rather yeah. than just like three separate installments would yeah. be kind of interesting. But yeah. on the other hand, the Mad Max movies are so episodic. Yeah. Like, in a perfect world, Mad Max make a really good, like, ridiculous TV show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, just, just like, a bu- like, just a bunch of bullshit. Like, t- well, Brielle Thunderdome is super episodic. Yeah. Like, Road, Road Warrior is pretty, is a pretty tidy... Well, that's like, what I was kind of saying. Like, that's the only thing that kind of, like, unites all this stuff is who, whoever's playing Max and, like, yeah. how he's, like, interpreting, like, how that character is slowly evolving mm-hmm. throughout the movies. And uh, it's funny, yeah, well, the, these would have... They kind of have to be episodic because, well, technically, like, these, this new movie is supposed to take place between the first movie and the second movie. Yeah. And yeah. so, even though you really can't, it doesn't really make sense. Who gives a shit way. about the continuity Yeah, I know, exactly. And the continuity like, of Mad Max itself, it doesn't make you any have more sense. the same pilot guy show yeah. up in two different movies playing two different, different characters, characters for no reason. Yeah. So even them, from their own yeah. perspective, they're just like... It's just, whatever. They're the just whole, doing shit to make I mean, if it's cool and tells the story. It's yeah. so funny to watch Beyond Thunderdome having just watched Road Warrior because Road Warrior. I mean, it's still a ridiculous movie. How did you end up watching that? What, what, what got you? Well, we were, were you guys uh, watching we're like, it on DVD. We were talking about how Mad Max about to come out. So I'm like, let's rent fucking let's rent Road Warrior. Exactly. If you, I have the Blu-ray box set and El Rey oh, keeps on showing those movies over and over again. Well, we were talking about watching it again before the. Movie that's what I'm saying. So yeah, because I've only seen Mad Max. I've only seen Road Warrior once, and I've only seen Beyond Thunderdome twice, and relatively. <laughs> recently and they're so much fun i was like i want to fucking watch and i couldn't and everyone says road warrior is the best but i couldn't remember much about it so i wanted to watch it again what's your preference i wrote well okay beyond thunderdome is the most fun (laughs) road warrior is the best movie road warrior is objectively it's yeah it's well it's it's the most stripped down and isn't quite encumbered because well i mean it's beyond thunderdome is so weird because first it's one movie and then it's another movie and the epilogue doesn't really necessarily make any sense like i was talking to Flip about this this morning i'm like why the fuck do they free master I mean, obviously, he needs to be freed. But Max kind of... is like, he's he's he has the knowing of things. Nowhere in the movie does it make any sort of implication that Master knows of some place where they can go. Well, the the, no, the thing is that he's the only one who knows how to fix technology, and he's. But sure. it's, it sounds like he's the person that who's he's essentially responsible for most of like the architecture of the building of Barton. Well, sure. So and, it's like uh, if we have this guy, although, if we, yeah, if, this is... if we <laughs> imprison this guy, <laughs> then he can make our Barter well, Town wherever this, we go. Well, that's the thing is Max is. Like he runs in, in Thunderdome, he resigns himself to wanting to live with the Crack in the Earth kids. Mm-hmm. And why? If, if really his intention is just because the only reason he even sets out, the only reason he ends up in Bartertown again is because the kids go out to yeah. find Tomorrow Tomorrowland. Right. And he goes out to save those guys. And you think he's meaning to bring them back to the Crack of the Earth and say, okay, no, we're going to stay here. Everything's horrible outside. We're better off just for like rebuilding society here in this like little like idyllic place. But yeah, why? Why is he worried about collecting? 
the master, if all he wants to do is go back to the crack in the earth, unless he's already in, like, unless he's already anticipating they're all going to end up in Sydney, rebuilding Sydney, Australia again. But it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I mean, to be fair, it's a Mad Max movie. Yeah. It's like we shouldn't be looking at it's these things too because closely. The it's kind of it's a B movie it, in that way because exactly. it needs to happen. Yeah, it, it happens because so that's it why happens. It's stupid for me getting all pedantic about yeah. like what the metaphor. See, that's is the and who's thing. It's math. like yeah. at the end of the day, it just needs to be a really visually stunning. Awesomely costumed, mm-hmm. ridiculous road stunts and like physical stunts adventure. <laughs> there's the one thing where like, it's crazy. I, there's the one stunt in the Road Warrior during the climactic chase where some reason someone gets flung off the back of a yeah. car and just does this. Yeah, he has, like, seven a feet in the air. Yeah, just like and you can tell it's a, it must, it's a human. It's a human being because <laughs> the guy's like moving his arm. It's not just a dummy, but he goes yeah. whipping past the camera. And you're like, are you shit. watching a human being die? Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like wondering. Oh my fuck! So I have to ask: Did you see the trailer? Speaking of Mad Max, now that we're in a f- I saw Mad the Max legacy year, trailer. Did you see the game trailer? The what? The gameplay trailer. Oh, and this is this is the this this is what got me thinking about how I can't be pedantic about Mad Max yeah. stuff because like oh, I'm going to be insufferable all fucking summer. <laughs> turn this into another uh, Prometheus situation where yeah. everyone else is like, that was okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's no fun. That's yeah. not a fun place yeah. to be. I, the trailer, the little bit of the trailer I watched looked cool, but then I got upset because he's like shooting people and it's yeah. so much about like him like, you have to re- restore Max in his life. And I'm like, that's not the best thing. Did you watch the one that was like games? trying to get? It was trying to be like those um, fucking rock star videos where it's narrated and it's like yeah, I think the world. so. Yeah, it was it was interesting because it's like like the game apparently starts with Max loses his car, which is fun because I think it the movie's supposed to be. That's how story. yeah. It always usually Max is 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 in a position and then he's taken from that position. Yeah. That's how the Mad Max movies work. He's essentially metroided in every movie. He gets <laughs> exactly. shit taken away from him. Yeah. And uh, it was it was interesting because it, it was so funny because I'm watching this trailer and I'm like. So I mean, it's a it's a game that's post apocalyptic. It's about vehicular and hand to hand combat with a grizzled male protagonist in a generic post apocalyptic world. Like those are all things that I shouldn't give a shit about. But it looks so fun, and it's Mad Max. But what cracked me up is that the whole so the whole thing is that you customize your car, your magnum opus, right? It's like you work in your magnum opus, and you like you mod it and everything like that. And at some point during all this car <coughs> combat. <laughs> There's like a hu- a humanoid, a homunculus in the back of your car. That's like a person, and the implication is that's your auxiliary weapon. What? Like it's a point you see, like you see some scrap, what? and you see. I did not even see any of this on the desert, and you see the like that person throw a spear at it so that it attaches, so you can drag it out of the way. And there are times when like it has like a bazooka or something, and it's shooting at someone. And there are all these shots that are Max alone on the road. I'm like, there's a homunculus <laughs> in the back seat. What's it's like happening? A it's kind of a mutant person. That's really weird because they don't do mutants and stuff it's in those so movies that much. Funny. Well, I mean, the rest of the trailer. I mean, it could just be a gnarled person. Oh, but I'm just be. like fucking. I mean, not that Max wouldn't exploit resor- the resources yeah, yeah, of a yeah. person. That's. I mean, he's not. You know, he is ultimately a survivalist. So he's got like this mutant slave buddy. Like, Look at this. Well, we were pulling our joking because Max in in two and three has a helpful pet. In two, he has the dog, and in three, he has the monkey. I didn't hear about that. He's got to have... He's got to have helpful pets, so he has his pet human. <laughs> this one can also occasionally suck him off, too, when he's really tired. Oh, Bill. <laughs> no, um, I totally did not even see that. It, it, the, tra- the game looks fun as hell, I gotta say. You know say. what the thing is? I was like... 
Like, you know, of course, there's a long history of uh, licensed games being terrible, but I forgot this actually being developed by the Just, Just Cause, Cause guys. People. Which, they have actually another Just Cause coming out this year. This is yeah. be the first time I've ever seen a company come out with two open-world games in the same year. Yeah. Just because I know they've been working on this game forever, because yeah. this movie was supposed to come out, like, two years ago. Yeah. And so, I'm, I wonder if it's one of those things where this has been done and sitting on a shelf for, the, like, the last year or so. You look at it, and I wonder if they if they were planning on doing it for last-gen consoles, and then they redid it. They, they like, started tweaking it for this-gen consoles. That's possible. Yeah, something. because... Because that kind of switchovers just happened yeah. last year. I mean, that's Which actually, that would work. actually even be better. Because if, if the game was designed for, like, less powerful consoles, then hopefully mm-hmm. if they had to upgrade it, that means it's, you know, like, maybe, like, oh, it's, well. My pal Josie just uh, has started working for Avalanche Studios, the company that made it, like, within the last couple of months. And everything she has said about it has made me really excited about it. Oh. So, I'm... She's not have PR issues. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, uh, but, I saw uh, you can, like, you make your own costumes for Max. Like, you can, like, dress them up every one <laughs> Which, of course, I'm half the people, they're shit. just going to make them look like Mel Gibson or Tom Hardy. But. It's so funny because that sort of game, like, abstractly, like, the Far Cry-ish, Just Cause-ish games. Are there any towers you have to unlock? I struggle. I, like, I enjoy them, but I don't necessarily get into them just because I can't really project into the world or anything like that. But watching Road Warrior in particular and then um, Beyond Thunderdome, it's so funny to watch these things having grown up playing games influenced by them. Yeah, you've got a unique perspective on this stuff from me. Because it's like, I never watched the Mad Max movies growing up, but I played Full Throttle Mm -hmm. and I played the Fallout games. Is Full Throttle post-apocalyptic? Because I know it's biker stuff. Okay. It's post-apocalyptic in the way that the first Mad Max movie is. You know what? Supposedly... I was reading about this. I forgot this is a thing. According to the people who made the Mad Max movies, the only movie that actually takes place after a nuclear apocalypse is the third, third one. Third one, yeah. Even the Road Warrior is supposed to be... That's It's implied. still just supposed to be anarchy, but there's not actually been a nuclear war if yet. You, if you... like, Because the third movie is like uh, 15 years after the second one. Yeah. And that's the first time that you talk about Fallout and then yeah, you talk well, especially about Especially like the first radiation. thing you watch in the bar he's got that radioactive water. Yeah. yeah. And like they talk... And like the, the, the kids... The, the Pocky Clips. Yeah, yeah. the Pocky Clips and all that it's like it totally makes sense that that's that's yeah, yeah at first it's like just extreme social collapse and then it culminates and i still love the first one where everyone gets freaked out when they see it for the first time and it yeah like we, we've mentioned this on the on the podcast before but yeah everyone's got cable everyone's got working phones yep. everyone's paying taxes yeah people go to the bar yeah i mean it's anarchy like the the the, the, the things are, are falling apart, apart. Yeah. yeah but it's still mad max has a house he poops in a toilet <laughs> He's not like, yeah, he's not like living, he's not eating dinky doo, dinky dee uh, dog food out of a can. Exactly. Which I love that he eats dog food. And like he gets the dog and just, the dog is so nice. I love that dog. Australian cattle dog is the best. I'm really excited about that. It's so funny though because like I realize, I realize particularly watching Road Warrior that there's a character in Fallout called Tasha Mm -hmm. who shows up in the first one and by the second one has progressed to the point where she's actually the president of the new California Republic. Mm -hmm. And I realize her face is totally the girl from the, um, the kids were left behind. Um, oh, the main lady? Yeah, Savannah. Savannah Nix? Yeah, Savannah Nix. Yeah, it's totally based on her. And then See, now you don't even want to play this, because I love that lady. Yeah. There's a priest in uh, in Fallout 2 who's like the priest of your tribe who sends you out, who is totally screw loose from, from that game. He's... The kid with the black the black makeup over his eyes. I love that fact that you totally... know these characters. Well, I just watch watched this movie last night. So. Well, it's not like anyone calls them screw loose, too. Yeah. Like, half the care. If you list, look at the kids' names, it's like anyone's calling each other I by... I know the kid... What kid's name was, like, Slake Mathurst? Yeah, Slake... Yeah, I know the... <laughs> Savannah Dix. Savannah Dix, Slake for screw loose, uh, fucking Kusha, the pregnant girl, uh, Skyfish, the hunter, who's this fat kid... <laughs> 
There's there's just that movie so, so fucking. Anyway, Intimation Mad Max. I Mad Max at its heart is just like a joyous, ridiculous bullshit. And I just that's all I want from from the Mad Max movie. I want from Mad Max what most people get from uh Furious, Fast and Furious movies. It's like I just want ridiculous car stunts and memorable yeah. characters. Did you know that um, the mechanic from Road Warrior, the crippled guy who's uh-huh. like on that sling, he's uh-huh. also the mechanic in uh, the Thunderdome. Oh, is he? He's the guy who's he's 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 a uh, anti entities uh, mechanic. He's the guy who wears like little oh. colander Nazi hat. Okay. Yeah, I see him a little bit. He's the one who disarms yeah. Max's car when they bring it into into Bartertown. I was talking about like, like it was it, so. His name is Blackfinger. Blackfinger. She says that a couple times. Blackfinger. Blackfinger. Yeah. I am Bob. Yeah. Road Warrior, and then watch Beyond Thunderdome like two days later. Yeah. Can you imagine being a Mad Max fan? <laughs> you really like the first one. You really like the second one. And you go into a theater, and the first thing you see is Tina Turner's name on the screen. It's like, I said to Fully, I'm like, how the hell did that feel? And she just goes, it was the 80s. <laughs> that is the 80s of all of like, Is Kesha gonna be in the next one? Kesha actually would work. Pads. Kesha would work in the next one. Man, there's a whole bunch of people. Who just work. way up Mr. Skyfish, Gecko, Screwloose, which I always love. And actually, everyone in the new movie kind of seems to be painted up like uh, Screwloose because they're all yeah. kind of like that's uh, got that scully face. Anna Goanna, Kusha the Pregnant Girl, Tubby Tintai, Finn McCoo, Slake. Yeah, that's all Mr. Scratch. Yeah. This is fucking. I love so the names in these movies are bonkers. They're just b- bad shit. It should be like a ridiculous D&D session where everybody feels really cool afterwards. <laughs> that's really what it is. So anyway, that was a lot of time talking about Mad Max. But yeah, the only thing in the game, a little, little, I can't complain, but you can't have a non-violent Mad Max game. But the whole point of Mad Max is that he's scared of becoming a hollowed out husk, and he. But then it's like that's video games. And then the game is like, yeah, you're gonna be such a badass doing this Batman combat, shooting and killing people. Even the thing, like, I see there was enough guns in the game where I was like, the part of the thing, especially in the Road Warrior, is that guns are so scarce. The only real weapons anyone really uses, as far as range combat, are either flamethrowers or cross. Uh, they talk those. about they talk about the scarcity of ammo. I know, but yeah, it's still a little. And bit also, like, it's oh. interesting rewatch rewatch um, Thunderdome because there's a lot more guns in there, that there, one. But which it makes, makes sense, sense because, because it's Barter the, Town, yeah. like it's where things go. Oh man, and the fucking watching Thunderdome, you got all these ladies, like yeah, all the ambient broads, like fully in our There's a lot of that. There's like, a lot of ladies. In there's that a movie. lady when when Mad Max goes up to enough, Tina Turner's little house. Yeah, which makes yeah. no sense. Where's the, where's, she, where's she pooping in that little house? There's no toilet. It's just like they probably didn't show us the bathroom. But like, there's a super muscular lady and like a little yeah. like leather beret. Like yeah. she's one of the people. Like and actually, there's a super hot Asian guy who's one of the guards. Oh yeah, I, yeah I Asian girl. Him. Yeah, just oh. like there's one super hot guy with like this mustache. I'm like that's my. And he has like a paragraph tattoo on his <laughs> yeah, tummy. Just fucking, I love that those movie. fucking movies. These are just goofy fun. Well, even in Thunderdome, like one of the one of the guys like watching it is like this guy with a little sailor head. Kind of looks yes. like something from a World yeah. War Two movie. Like, yeah. 
I just like the background. You can watch those almost as a silent film and still be entertained. Exactly. The costumes and the background characters. And and Australians, too. Uh, Apologies in advance for Australian listeners. But Australians have a very specific kind of look to them a lot. Well, see. Kind of ruddy-faced kind of people. Where I I disagree is that what I love about those movies, you see so many different fucking faces. Not a lot of black people, which is a shame. Well, no. But, I mean, like, you see a lot of different white people, which is just refreshing to see in a movie. Like, to see all sorts of different faces and all sorts of different, what is it, phenotypes and shit. Yeah. It's like, there's not just one, like, because when you watch movies that are made in Hollywood, you see a lot of just beautiful white people, and you're just like, oh. You see a lot of, lot of people the, in leather. One of the reasons why... You see dudes in leather. One of the reasons why I love Vikings, yeah. which this could be my artful segue into Vikings, is that Vikings is another show that's full of beautiful white people, but they're all really different looking. And what I really like about it is you'll see women. What I've seen, that's a pretty janky crew of people. Like, there are like five prominent women in the season, and they all look really striking and really different. It's not to say that they're not beautiful, but but they're all really different. Like, there's a woman named Helga, and Lagatha, and it's not that historically accurate. Yeah, I was gonna say. They're not quite dirty enough, I'm sure. They're But it's, uh, but, you know, like, you see a lot of different people. How was the finale? And fucking... Bullshit! Like I love this <laughs> bullshit show. This show makes me. You, me. In our show notes, you typed in Vikings in all caps, all spaced out, so it's extra just dramatic. Vikings. I love Vikings. Vikings has all the essential nutrients that I personally need. So I will admit, I have no, I have no ability to be distant. Like I'm watching this, I'm like, I know this is this maybe is manipulative, and this is a silly dramatic flair, but it is so delightful to me personally. They had this. I talked in the podcast before that my favorite thing about Vikings is the contrast between faith mm-hmm. and that no one faith is shown as superior or right. They're both treated with kind of a, an intimacy and immediacy of the faithful, but at the same time an arm length, like, like this is what this is to them. Yeah. And it, the show doesn't necessarily share the perspective of either, which I really like while, while still being really empathetic. And this last episode, there's a funeral. And uh, it starts with the Vikings, the Viking rites, and they're, you know, they're singing and they're dancing and there's like flames and all around and like they, the coffin is a boat with like um, uh, 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 torches lashed to did it. Did you see the last Fuckable Day video? Yeah, I did. We'll talk about that. Because I know you're not an Amy Schumer fan, but that's that, how we think about that. That, yeah. me, that actually made me feel like an asshole for my weird Amy Schumer you're tirade. Not everyone has to like the same thing. It's fine. No, to but be. I was at a real anti. I actually regretted that. I've tried to listen to that podcast and I couldn't because I'm like, oh, fuck. Wait, she has a podcast? No, I tried to listen to me oh. on the boy. And when we had Boy Howdy, and I was like, I don't like Amy Schumer. I'm my little tirade. I was like, oh, I sound like an asshole. Anyway, anyway, my point yeah, is that talking about the whole point is that this person is promised a Christian burial, a Christian service in Paris. Really? They're raiding Paris. So they this, obviously don't win because it's not like France ever became... I can't, oh, seriously? Well, well, I know the Normandies, but now I'm just talking about with the stuff, right? I don't know. Are you making scary. a joke? I genuinely don't know. Are you making a joke? Well, no, the Vikings came and fucked a lot of shit up, but it's not like, you know, like, there's a fucking... Well, it's not it's like... It's not like Olaf is running Notre Dame right now. The nature of Vikings is not that they came and they established camps. They weren't like the Romans. I know they, they mixed in everything. with everybody. The current... The current people sitting on the throne of England are the descendants of the characters on this show. Like, literally. What well, is happening right that's now... That's from the, inv- the Norman invasion. Well, oh, wait, that's the, the thing. They're literally the Normans, Bill! Oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, are you, that's why I'm like, are 
I'm making a joke because this is literally where the Vikings I come in. This is my first bit of caffeine I've had today. That's right. Okay, I think. <laughs> literally Wait, the, the Norman because that was 1066. Uh, this is just a, I I don't know the time, but the French and also they're compressing time a little bit. Like they've compressed hmm. about two. Yeah, because you said this is still even though they're taking liberties with timeline stuff, they're still hanging on to the same basic. The, what was happening? Yeah. The current gentleman, the emperor on the Frankish throne, is the grandson of Charlemagne. Oh, oh okay, okay. So, so it's so around that, that totally timeline. That time, yeah. And his daughter marries Rollo, a Viking lord. I love his candy. Rollo, I, Rollo is a really good name for a dog. Yeah, I really like yeah. Rollo's character. Actually, I'm like, I'm going to probably name her next dog Rollo. Aww. But anyway, Viking. The, where I was getting was, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 the, yeah. there's this all these these rights, these Viking rights, these quote unquote pagan rights, and then there's like this this literal like this march where they take the 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 coffin and they hand it off to the Parisians and like literally the gates close behind it and the torches go out and you hear all the chanting from the Catholic rites the Christian rites oh, I wow, should say at that's... the time and it's like it was such a really nicely done thing like this at last episode was really nicely shot and really nicely edited and it just gave me goosebumps all over it was are they coming so back for another good. season? yeah okay I really like where they set things up at the that's, end of... I'm glad you liked it because you're this so show... up on that show and you keep on getting more and more up but I'm glad to see them let you down Oh my or... god! And this last show, they had a scene that was so good because, like, so basically, the context is the, the the Frankish emperor is kind of a weenie, and he 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 has an advisor, uh, this Count Odo dude, who really runs the show, and then he has a daughter who's doing all the politicking and is the face of the the strong front for the people in front of this weak weak ass dude. Like he she was the one who rallied the troops. She was out on the ramparts when the Vikings were raiding. Like, she was really there, and she's very strong and has a strong personality and, and like, advises him, too. And he tells her, he's like, I'm marrying you off to Rollo. I have to... I gave them money to leave, and that didn't work. So I have to give them something I value more than gold. I have to give them your hand. And I am not asking you this as your father. I am telling you this as your emperor. Yeah. So she... And she's pissed off. Because um, she's a very pious Christian woman, and she's not going to marry these beasts. She's like, he's more beast than man. And there's this great scene where he's finally... He, they go make the offer, and he's like, all right. And comes to talk to the court. And the thing is, is they all speak Frankish, and he speaks, like, his language. And there's a translator. And, like, they're, you know, the emperor's like, welcome to our court. And before he can even... S- anyone can say anything she stands and makes this speech and it's going so fast the translator's just like yeah and also the translator is not going to say it <laughs> she's like this this man is a pig he is less than a man he is not even a man and it was like and like i would vomit before i would be tied to, i would die before i'd be tied with him he makes me sick like he is disgusting he is everything that is ill in the world and he's just like he looks at the translator and the translator's like i'm not fucking and she just goes with this tired and he, he just for context clues you could figure it out though yeah he, He's kind of, and he's totally like like the hick in the big city too. And uh, he was always the lesser brother and everything too. And he's just like not used to these this sort of politicking and dealing and everything. Yeah. And he just kind of turns and he just has this big smile and he says in very clumsy Frankish, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the best scene. I fucking love this show. And that was when they ended the scene, just her speech. And and Foley and I were talking about like they have a lot of children, like their descendants still are on the throne. So something France works out, yeah. But it's just like. It's just too funny, and I'm I'm almost like I don't even I don't like the show could not have another episode, and I would be like 
It's so enjoyable to me personally that I don't even. That is fucking cool. So it's better than Rome. This This is better than. Well, Rome was always. I like it, but I shouldn't. Yeah, that was really a guilty pleasure. And like, there's some shows. Like, well, Vikings just presses so many buttons, my buttons personally, that I'm like, I fucking love Vikings. Well, that's the thing. Rome was entertaining in fits and starts, but this seems to be consistently entertaining and you like it. And it's not just from an entertaining, like, you know, funny bits like that, but like. They do 10 episodes a season, so they're not really, like, spending too much time. It's on the fucking History Channel. That sounds like the man. Yeah. Like I said, the first, I really recommend folks give it a shot. I didn't like, the first season didn't get its hooks in me, but by the second season, I was like, yeah. And the third season, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, that was my uh, Viking Did Jermaine Chicky survive to the end? Uh, Spoilers. Lagatha? Yeah, yeah Lagatha's Lagatha. still okay, rocking yeah. and It was not her funeral. It was like so. said, when they first started the uh, uh, stumping for that show, like that was the the, the actress they kept on showing in front of everybody. Like this. She's, I really, well, so, uh, I don't want to say, they're setting the stage for, I don't want to be spoilery, but they're setting a stage for that the, because time has passed, like between the first season and now has been 15 years. Like the show is not afraid of time passing, which is cool because you never see show, shows are so afraid of changing the status quo. This is not a show that's afraid Ooh. of changing what if what if she ends up becoming really fat the last episode is her opening her mouth to start to sing and the title of the episode is uh when the dot 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 and she's actually the first viking woman to actually don the horns we're the horns i got it i got it thanks thanks (laughs) and fucking uh and then she turns into bugs bunny and prances off on a fat horse anyway my point is is that uh she's rad and i'm really hoping that if they're they're implying that there's going to be kind of a shift on who the protagonists of the show are okay and uh like you well, had a different she did generation more of shit than this show has explored with her yet. Okay. So I'm curious to oh, see. Oh, so she's still got a man. That's funny that they're actually keeping track that much with history. Yeah. You can like look up on like you're like well, reading on Wikipedia going. They're only up to like the first paragraph of her Wikipedia. Entry. I don't know what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, it's, this lady. it's so funny because Foley is really into Viking history and she's done all this research. So she's back in season one. She's like, huh? I wonder if it's that Rolo. Okay. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, Rolo. Because the thing about Vikings is that they use a lot of names. Like you, you could say like Bjorn, but which Bjorn? Like, and it's clear because the Vikings didn't keep records. All of our understanding of Viking history and their culture are from Christians. Mm-hmm. who were invaded writing about it and uh, which makes me I think I've talked about this in the podcast it makes me wonder it's like what really was the Viking faith mm-hmm. unfiltered because like like our understanding of Alhalla as an afterlife like well yeah it was from the perspective of someone who believed in heaven so it's like what was it without the lens They've of heaven? It's a much more organic, like real yeah. thing to them, and not just some kind of like reward for afterlife. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it was. like, yeah. like I, I, when I was a little kid, I had struck when I first learned about other faiths because I was raised Catholic, and so I was raised like, oh yeah, there's heaven, there's hell, there's purgatory. Like all these things were just tenets I understood. I still don't even understand purgatory. And then I was first explained to someone like, no, there's some faiths that don't believe in the afterlife, or like not like that, and I was just like. What? What? Yeah. I don't. I genuinely don't. And they're understand. just gonna assume that whatever, like, well, it's like they could, like everyone just assumes like they they equate like the underworld and Greek mythology with that yeah. must be held. Then exactly. That, technically, yeah, that's where the dead go when they die. Yeah. But it's not like a. When I first heard that Greek place? mythology, that was how I understood it. Yeah, and so like, I'm not that like it's like when you're having cultural blinders yeah. on, it's hard to be like Hades was not oh. necessarily the devil. That, that would have yeah. been more like you know like a but that's Tartarus so or something. Easy but yeah. to perceive that way because that's your context, so you read it within the frame of what you understand. So anyway, I love Vikings. 
things. I'm kind of glad. I only know <laughs> one person who watches it, and it's a coworker. And she and I freak out equally. Well, of course, other than Foley. Foley and I love this show. But I'm kind of glad it's not a zeitgeisty thing. I don't have to worry about other We're randos. not getting spoiled on it on Twitter or anything I don't have to worry that. about some randos. Well, it's nice. You keep it in opinion. your pocket. It's your own personal thing, It's though. kind of nice just to have this thing I really as love. As long as it's popular enough to justify more episodes exactly. being made. Yeah. Fuck. It's like this thing I really love that I don't have to worry about other people's asshole opinions. It's weird, because most of the things you said about Vikings uh, is totally Mad Men, too, what's happening right now. <laughs> most of the plot points Sacking are kind of similar. Paris, yeah. yeah they sent, they sent jo- jo- Joan Harris over there. She got her big titties. How you doing? <laughs> oh, Bill. Bill, tell me about Mad Men. Uh, no, there's nothing to say about Mad Men. There's only three episodes left, and it's really just a bunch of bored white people sitting in office being very sad about life. <laughs> there's really Mad Men, you think, they even plot yeah. Things move so small yeah. that it's hard to like. Well, isn't it mostly about really small internal shifts? Yeah, as so it's not like else. anyone. I know that some characters have died and stuff like that, but yeah, it's really like even the last season and a half. I'm like, I'm trying to like explain it to other people. I'm just like, yeah, no, really, everyone's still just drinking and sad. Everyone's getting older. Yeah, because it is. Because uh, when there's Men Men first starts off, it starts off in 1960, mm-hmm. and it's early enough in the 60s. Like that's really just leftover 50s shit. Mm-hmm. Now, in fact, everyone's fashion stuff. It's pretty much late 50s stuff. Sure. And now they've actually they're actually in early 1970 now. Oh wow. Because everyone was expecting the show was going to end like in like 1969. Like it was essentially essentially just encapsulate this the the six the 60s. But now they've moved on to the 70s. Fashions are getting uglier. Yeah. But it's really, really interesting to show that like the characters are getting older, especially Don Draper because he's supposed to be this masterful. Uh, fucking ad man. Yeah. And he's getting further and further out of touch with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the 60s, you know, that's a huge counterculture came up. And, yeah. like, there, a whole new youth came, came to power, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's been the I more interesting thing. I can't believe the guy thing. who plays Pete Campbell actually shaved male pattern baldness. Is that what he's been doing? He shaved his hairline's that. getting really, really fucking That ratty. is not a oh! hairpiece. He shaves his head like Christina that. Christina Hendricks is now dating, um... I know him as the captain, the first captain of the Enterprise in the J.J. Star Trek flick, Bruce Greenwood. Do you know who Bruce Greenwood was? He's an older guy. Oh, yeah. He's been in other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's dating him now. It's like so nice. In real life or on the show? No, on the show. Okay. Maybe in real life, too. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, no, so the, I didn't even mean to talk about Mad Men. It's yeah. just like, man. Uh, the, more importantly, I caught up with Steven Universe. Man, Steven Universe is so good. That's a good show. I feel so bad slagging on it. Because it's not perfect or anything like that. It's pretty damn perfect. Fuck everybody on that show. You could murder everyone on that show as long so, as they keep Sadie around. Sadie is the okay. secret hero of that fucking show. It's, there's an episode with Sadie and Lars and Steven where they get sent to a desert island. Yeah. And I think that is the first time on a cartoon I have ever seen a woman drawn with leg hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I it's, was thinking about it. She actually gets a scar from that episode. Yeah. She actually, actually keeps into uh, episodes after that, too. Yeah. But yeah, she takes her pants off, and it's not like a thing. She's, again, yeah. we'll talk about this on the podcast. No, I'm not going to spoil too much on the fact that Sadie's got leg hair. The lady yeah. who works at the donut shop yeah. with Lars, the guy with the weird ears. Yeah. She has leg hair. Spoilers. Yeah. But again, that show takes place in a weird universe where shit like that can happen. It's yeah. not like a big preachy moment or anything like yeah. that. But it's like... Some people just have shit that's well, going on. It was really interesting because yesterday morning, Foley and I caught up on our TV for the week, which meant we watched Vikings and then Steven Universe. Yeah. The most recent episode of Steven Universe deals with, because um, when they release shit, they, they'll wait until they have two new episodes and they'll release them together. Yeah. On when you have a Speaking of which, if, yeah, if, you're, if you want to get into Steven Universe, the first episode is, uh, the first 15 episodes are only 10 bucks on Amazon, Google Play, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. I think, St- yeah. I think Steven Universe is just starting to break out enough that Cartoon Network said, okay, we're going to drop the price down for 10 bucks for the intro. And it's really worth everywhere. It's so. worth the, every penny, by it's, the way. It's seven hours worth of entertainment. And yeah. it's not the whole first season because cartoon seasons and yeah, shit are all fucked up. Technically, what I have is season three. 
is really? what we're, we're yeah, exactly, right yeah. now. It's ridiculous. Even though season but, two just started like a month ago, yeah. but season one was like 54 episodes. Yeah. The most recent episodes of Steven Universe dealt with romantic rejection and, and it really sort of kind of out of hand way, which I really like. Asexuality, sort of, like complex well, how, sexuality. How I'll just asexuality? say that. Well, Garnet. Well, I, I guess we can't talk about this without talking about Garnet. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but you know, it's like. Someone gets a crush on Garnet and Garnet just dismisses them out of hand like, no, I don't want to date you. And that's it. But, then, but the whole thing is that Garnet is not interested in a romantic relationship like it's like there it's complicated but it, it's not hard to that's kind of like you don't see the show is polyamorous phobic which i'm a little concerned about <laughs> uh but no it's like a kind of a nice shorthand for asexuality and you don't really see like the, it's really easy for you to find actually, a place that you're comfortable in seeing actually i thought it was kind of a little bit of a filler episode though because nothing really interesting happens bill it's a cartoon show but you do see garnet walking do out of the want... water like it's totally an homage to dr no yeah it's so when good she's coming out of the water it's and so which is funny because now I think of that not as the moment in Doctor No when what's her name face uh, walks out of the water. But you they, think it was Daniel Craig? It's funny because she comes out of the water. She's all wet, and they're trying, they're trying not to make it too sexy. Episode. That's kind of like, man, I can totally imagine all little boy boners and some girl boners getting popped when like you know. Floyd and I are both like fist bombs, bro. You know? Garnet's um, amazing. But the but episode before this one with the, the t-shirt the t-shirt. Episode, yeah, that's uh, great because it dealt but the evils with, of cynicism and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. about cynicism and also weirdly art theft in a weird way. Yeah. And like how art you can't control it once it's created. Yeah, and, and like, again, don't want to talk it up. It's not like the yeah. end of the meal, but like but it's all, just an unexpected a, message. An eleven-minute cartoon, which yeah. is about the length of some like Roadrunner cartoons. Yeah. They got nice little just things about yeah, and the way they explore side characters in the town and yeah. everything is really nice. It's so it's, interesting that the teens are each kind of parallel to the ruby gems or the crystal so. gems. Well, think about it. Um, uh, sour cream looks kind of like pearl. Mm-hmm. What's his butt looks like and sounds like garnet. And then the other one kind of looks like uh, um, the most the most vague That's a good of all. Point, actually, yeah. They're really weirdly set the up. The black to be, lady is amethyst. Yeah, yeah. In her attitude, in particular. It's like a that. weird. It's a weird parallel thing, and it's got to be conscious and deliberate. That is show it, doesn't do anything without is it Brock Dewey. Is that the mayor's son? I can't remember his name. He was, he was, he was so cool. Like, so hey, cool. Steven, but like, he's totally made to be a like even his lips. Like he's made to be a ruby. That's interesting. A ruby yeah. analog, hmm. which is I don't know if they just want to keep riffing on that dynamic even when the gems aren't there. Gives a fuck if it's not about Sadie. I don't care. <laughs> Sadie is she's, great. she's the most human character on she the is. show. Really, she is. I have warmed up to Steven as a character when he first starts off. You're kind of wondering why Steven's even in the show, but after a while, you realize he's got his own things going on, and he's a very interesting character. As I'm one, right? But they could still just shoot him in the fucking head, and Sadie just slot right in there, <laughs> oh, and like, yeah, Bill. now the show really starts. Oh, Bill, so Steven Universe is good. But yeah, Sadie. Yeah, I want to buy her donuts. Who is that the same episode where this guy comes in asking if he wants the Capri salad? Yeah. When he comes into the donut shop. And like, it's the guy they have a crush on. Yeah. It was Brock, yeah. yeah it's Brock, yeah. yeah. Or whatever his name is. Anyway, Steven Universe. Universe is so good. Bill, tell me about Mario Kart 8 DLC. Uh, so they put out new uh, DLC. Oh, so. Oh, is this a DLC with Animal, Animal Crossing? Crossing? Yeah. So this is the thing where they announced uh, they were going to put out two batches of DLC last fall. And sure. then you could drop down. It was like 12 bucks or something that, that you would buy the DLC they were coming out with then, which had like the Legend of Zelda uh, mm-hmm. track and this uh, that that first DLC was the first time they've ever actually had non Mario stuff in a Mario Kart game because that oh, was the first time they started introducing I, yeah, never thought stuff, of that. yeah Zelda stuff yeah and then they did say well, we're gonna have some kind of Animal Crossing stuff come out next spring huh. and this is it that this is what came out so you can play as 
uh, Animal Crossing villagers. You can choose either male or female, um, mm-hmm. or you can play as Isabel from New uh, from uh, New Leaf, and she gets her own little car, and it's just fucking cute as balls. It breaks my heart because they also include a whole bunch of new tracks. Man, have they they may have like doubled the number of tracks with this DLC, and it's only twelve bucks. Yeah, for, for what you're getting of, between yeah. the two packs of DLC, you're getting shitload of new characters, you're getting shitload of new tracks. Really well designed, super pretty stuff. It kind of busts me out because the Animal Crossing track is the smallest track oh, yeah. with no like secrets or anything in it. It's very direct. It's very tiny. You're just racing around like a you know, little Animal Crossing town. Sure. Which is actually kind of on point because Animal yeah. Crossing should be kind of small and simple. I was gonna say, but they did make it so. Randomly, whenever you race in that town, it's a different season. Oh, really? So it'll be like spring or summer or winter. Like, you know, there's like snowmen running around and the music changes. So I could see like for all the energy they put uh, into making it simple, they that, that gave them the, the you know extra time and energy to make all the different seasonal versions of the town, which is actually kind of yeah. great. So. And actually, even when you're like choosing races and stuff, the Animal Crossing thing, it's not just a single picture of the Animal Crossing town, but it's like split up into four pictures of what the town looks oh, like nice. in different seasons. Too, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Whenever you're playing as Isabel and you crash, she makes like like yeah. sounds and just like yeah. it's fucking cute as balls. Aww. And they like, also have like more yeah, F Zero tracks and that's super pretty. Mario Kart's the shit. I love Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm glad it makes you happy, Which, my friend. As much as I like it, like once you play it for like two weeks, you kind of get your fill. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this is good for two weeks. I'll then I'll probably won't touch Mario Kart again until Mario Kart <laughs> Nine comes out three years from now. Sure. Right. The new Nintendo system, but it's it's good. It's pretty. Aww. The only game I've been playing re- recently is Infamous Second Son. I've randomly yeah, been replaying did you that. Not, you, you beat it before though. I did. I played it when when it came out. And uh, do you have it on disc? I do. Borrow yeah. it for me sometime. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a playable. It's a very fun. It's a fun little game. Yeah, because I downloaded the, the, the. Is it Fetch? Is yeah. the lady? Because yeah. I downloaded that that standalone DLC stuff, yeah. but I never actually played it. It's very um, challenge based. I hate challenge based DLC. It's like that's I don't. Weird. That's You're not, not my one. Stuff? Well, I mean, it's a it's it in the it's in the story, and I don't know if it opens up afterwards because I couldn't get past the time trial stuff. I was just okay. like, fuck. Well, this. that sounds like there's narrative reasons, but I'm like, I don't. So what got you playing second time? Um, a friend of mine on Twitter was talking about how she was playing it because it was free on um. PlayStation Plus a while ago. And Wait, the um, whole game or just yeah, the DLC? Yeah, the whole game. The whole game was? PlayStation Plus is fucking great. Second man. Son. Yeah. It was free. You missed it, my friend. Yeah. Not since the PlayStation 4 came out. I must have it because I would not yeah. have. The whole game. The whole game Not just free. the DLC. Not just the DLC. That's how she got it. She didn't buy it. Wait, okay. I'm going to look up my PlayStation Network account. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, um, she's like, yeah, I played it as uh, the evil route. I may be misspoken, but she, she, this is what she said. She said she did not pay it, buy it. She downloaded it. Okay. And she's not talking free. about just the DLC. Yeah, and she was talking about how she hasn't mm. paid for a single PlayStation 4 game yet. Which, that's it's funny, because you been, can kind of do, yeah. Yeah, she's only been playing through PlayStation Plus. But anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing... And she's like, I played it because she was a trophy nerd. She's like, I played it on Evil. And I thought about it. And uh, she was like, it's much more interesting as a villain origin story than a superhero origin mm-hmm. story. And one of the things I did struggle with a little bit is that Delson, the protagonist, is not a super... His journey as a hero is not really super convincing or compelling. Yeah. And this one of the things I didn't like about it. And I was curious, because his personality would be much more inclined to a capricious asshole villain than it would be to a capricious asshole hero. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm replaying it through the um, bad guy mode, which is very cathartic. I'm kind of stressed out. Is it out a different right now. story? I guess I'm sure. Sort of. It's like it's like any of these games where it's like... What the, if the cutscenes are all the same, but maybe your action... Maybe, like, the cutscenes don't start to change until you get to, like, the last, like, very end of the I'm game I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, because right now, because it doesn't change the fact that either way you're trying to defeat this big bad. So, um, big bad evil corporation. Uh, actually, evil lady Augustine. Really? Does she who, own Boeing? Because she takes place in Seattle. She is the Starbucks. head of Dupe. What? I can't remember D-O-P? what the fuck. D U P. I can't remember what it stands for. What? Such a dumb, dumb. Well, that's like compelling. Story anyway, if you have no idea who you're really even like. Why you're well, fighting this they're, lady? They're, it's, it's, a, it's a superhero anti-terrorist league, what? and the thing is, is that they are um, they have been too successful in suppressing the superhero threat, like the superpower bioterrorists. outlawed Marvel movies. So now um, everyone's upset. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So you're trying to attack her down because she's going crazy. Anyway. It's a it's a fun game. They can it's play very cathartic. to the end again. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Get very I have nothing to play. There's nothing coming out. You gonna get the Witcher nothing. that comes out in one? Probably. Because that's the- every time. It's, just, it's gonna be Witcher two all over again. I'm gonna get really <sighs> irrationally. I'm already about it. gonna pre-order the hundred dollar special it. edition. They sell it to me really well. I'm gonna play it for thirty minutes. Realize I don't want to play I, this garbage. I was looking. I was looking through my old games last week, and I found yeah. my boxed Witcher collector's edition that I paid a hundred dollars for, even though I only got twenty minutes into that game. Yeah. It's kind of like her. <laughs> well, everyone again, everyone. So I guess there was some kind of Witcher media event last uh-huh. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I heard like just a couple people on Twitter kind of saying, oh my God, this is even bigger and better than we expected. So um, I love his outfit. See, I haven't even seen anything about the game except it's called Witcher the Hunt. There is a trailer again that was like the rock star he, sort of he thing. He works at the Hunt's Ketchup Factory. <laughs> Where it's a narrator telling you about how cool the game is going to be. And there's I a part- that's a thing. I, it's, t- it's, not, it's, like, it's the rock star thing. I guess I'm like, letting people like, I wonder if people are like, learning from Twitch a little bit, like having someone tell you about the game yeah. and kind of like showing, actually instead of there just being like a like a two minute sizzle reel, they'll actually yeah. spend like 20 minutes explaining like this is how this well, it's system works. more interesting. And, yeah. You know. And and it's kind of like that documentarian voice, which feels very authoritative and compelling. Yeah. Anyway, they did one of those for Witcher, and there's one part where they're they're showing all his outfits. And I'm like, his outfits. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking buy that garbage game. I'm gonna play it for ten minutes, and then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna turn off my PS4 until the fall, and I'm probably gonna replay uh, Red Dead. Yeah. Wait, is that is that coming out for the PlayStation Four? No, that's why I said I'm gonna turn off my PlayStation Four until the fall. Until Red Dead comes out. No, and play Red Dead. Oh, okay. Well, what, comes out, what comes out this fall, anyway? You oh, just turn Mad- off until next year when all the actual <laughs> games come out. Mad Max comes out. There's yeah, something that's, else. That's the other thing I thought was going to come out with the game. Nope. And then I saw it was September. And September. then I'm like, doubly, I got all summer to get worked. Especially if the movie's any good. The yeah. most that game can do is break my fucking heart. So I was like, <laughs> I'll worry about this closer to when this game's actually coming uh, the fuck out. I irrationally am hopeful it's not gonna happen or if they do they'll announce it for spring i'm irrationally hopeful that at the bethesda presser at e3 that they're gonna announce fallout 4 for christmas everyone's expecting it so much at this point they're almost all even if they're not expe- uh, hoping to announce it they almost have to even just say it so people don't like fucking tear down the fucking because <laughs> yeah this is the first time they've ever actually had an explicit mm-hmm. like thing unless it's gonna be like dishonor 2 or something yeah but well, uh, they it's Bethesda long enough. Come on, Skyrim. Bethesda really does like a short um marketing period as opposed to a, a laborious one. Well, Skyrim so, was a year from being announced too yeah, when it came out. Dishonored was less than a year, I want to say. That would be nice, man. That would, well, man, if if they could just say it's, they're if if they announce it, if it's any sort of compressed timeline, it's going to be spring. Fallout 4 coming out this 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 fall would make up for a lot of the fact that there's nothing else coming it, out this it year. It won't. I know it won't. If they announce it, it'll be for spring, I know. But irrationally, what if I got a Mad Max game and Fallout coming in the same Shit. fall? I mean, granted, Mad Max and that like Far Cry action sure. kind of game. They're two very know. different sorts of games. Um, but still, anyway. 
that's the that's us chatting about bullshit that's important to us. We're gonna take a little break and we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. One, two, three, four. Aren't we a pair, raggedy man? <laughs> and then walks away. She's smiling. She's like, "Ha ha! You stole our little midget." It is interesting that like she's like I like that she's the villain, but she's not like villainous. Yeah, she's like she's not. She's kind of sympathetic. She's just corrupted by the power. Yeah, exactly. And they yeah. don't, but they don't show it. Like, yeah, that's true. She's in a car at the end. Like, she's in one of the cars chasing them. But does she have a big? Like, defeat? I don't think she does. No, she doesn't get killed or anything like that. The mo- Her big defeat is she's got the midget in her hands. Mad Max lifts that's the midget right. out of her hands. And then she's like, no! Yeah, that's and then she's, black finger, hold on. And he can't <laughs> hold on. And he's like, no! And that's the end of the movie. Okay. They fight over a midget! <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is that the implication, if you're watching that again, the implication is that he was the train was his house like that he was maybe in a circus I was thinking that I was watching because it's got his possessions inside the little yeah. caboose so it's like it was he a circus act and he, which is funny because I know the actor suit. like at the end of the that movie is he's wearing sweet. his little suit because yeah. <laughs> he's getting all his prized possessions I do like how the redemption of that character even though he's kind of the asshole you know, tries to kill Max at the beginning of the movie I like it's just abruptly everyone knows that my my monkey is developmentally disabled <laughs> So this is my development as a person? I yeah, don't know. We're going home. Um, <laughs> it's just weird. Did you know that like the, the dwarf guy, he like he started off as a perfect uh, circus performer. I think he may be in Todd Browning's Freaks. And he was also like, he he was an old guy enough. He was in he Bride of Frankenstein. Wow. He lived for a while longer, but like he had a, like a fucking, he was vaudeville dude. He was, yeah. Interesting. He was a little uh, Italian guy. Well, no, he wasn't from Italy, but like, yeah. So anyway. Movie. I love that. Cruel's <laughs> Such good shit. Like just garbage, garbage, but such fun God. garbage. What the hell am I doing? I should be opening up my fucking Legos that just showed up. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's in this goddamn box. So have you? What's the last big Lego set that you boxed? Big? Yeah. Uh, the detective agency. I've gotten a lot of little well, stuff since then. Now that I got the detective, now that I've got this uh, the, the quickie mart, mm-hmm. I don't know what else is coming out that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like my interest in it, like I was so specific. There are very rarely sets that I give a shit about. Yeah, I mean I know they're gonna come out with more Star Wars and Simpsons stuff eventually, but um, well, that's the thing. Cause I was also thinking about getting the, they have those IKEA glass cases. Yeah. That I was thinking about getting two of those because I only have I have the two Simpson sets and I've got the detective's office mm-hmm. and then I've got um, the Parisian restaurant and that's mm-hmm. kind of really all I need right now. Yeah. So. Totally. And those would oh man then I got the Star Wars keychains. <coughs> I got C three PO. Oh nice. <laughs> I got. I had to get Boba Fett. Oh, it's like, so weird Star to see Star Wars Disney. Is it, oh wait, does it actually got the Disney logo that on it? That one does, this one doesn't. Oh man, that's so fucking weird. Oh, I got Ninjago. What the hell is this? Oh, you get a free set when you spend money. Yeah. Oh, they got Can Arcade I have Rangers. this hair? Yeah. Wait, what's what's special about the hair? Oh, it's just nice hair. Just hair. Okay. Wait, do you, do you have a lot of hair on your 
I think the Wild West, everyone would have hats. Most of them do. You want the uh, random, like, cave... Cave boy, minor kid, or something like that with, like, cool hair. Shaggy hair. Oh, you mean in Benton. I thought you were offering me something like a set. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This hair may not be that inappropriate, but I, I wanted to see this hair in person, and I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, you can have that whole set as far as I care. Shit. Thanks, dude. Jo- what is that, like a speeder bike or something? Yes. It oh, is I've got scissors. Bike. Oh, that's all good. I already... Thank you, Bio. <laughs> I helped. Thank you, I helped Bio. you open it. So, yeah. Now I have more... I have more keychain toys now than I actually have, have keys. keys on my belt. Uh... Yeah, just uh, C-3PO, R2, and uh, I'm not the world's biggest Boba Fett fan, but mm-hmm. he does come with a little cloth cape. That kind of made me happy. Yeah. Oh, you can take his helmet off. Well, oh. Well, you can't take his helmet off, yeah. I guess. But you can see that he's got like a flesh head. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those keychains are interesting because they are real minifigures. They yeah. Just they just sacrifice some of them. To, yeah, just to put... Fucking, uh, look, at his, look at his like little healed scar. What? His little uh, over his eye. Oh my god. So you want the head? You want the head? Like I said, feel free to have the whole thing if you just want the it's minifigure. Interesting. This is actually the cast. They do this sometimes in some parts where it's a cast plastic, huh. like a soft rubbery plastic. Oh yeah, it is. It's not like the rigid same to... stuff like polyurethane or whatever yeah. other stuff is. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I've been curious. Yeah, yeah I've kind of liked this hair, but I've I've never bought it because it looks like it could be too weird. Yeah. Feel free to grab but. it. So yeah, the rest of it is like a biker scout thing or something. Ooh, there's some snot pieces in black. What do you think about That's you hear about Star Wars Battlefront? A lot of people were like really up in arms about like wanting a new Battlefront. Oh, it's so not like out. I don't like multiplayer games. Yeah, okay, yeah. And the whole game is only about the multiplayer experience. So I've heard there's that no there's campaign. supposed to be a co-op sort of co-op thing. Yeah, like a couch co-op thing. Even that's kind of interesting. There's something but... we were talking about. They're supposed to. Oh no, the new Call of Duty is supposed to have a four-player single-player campaign, like a four-player co-op. Which actually, which is funny because they actually did the same thing for Halo Three of all things. You could play huh. four people all together throughout the whole main story. Interesting. I don't think a lot of people did that, but I always like the yeah, fact that's, they had that. That's option. the thing about that co-op stuff is I always wonder well, it's like how much do people use it and is there an ROI there? Assuming you know? nothing comes out this fall, I wonder if fully would be in, like if you guys could play that together. Assuming the story is interesting enough. Man, we're not. We don't give a shit about that shit. We have to really care. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. To play a game that's not about... I don't about... know if Foley will play Call of Duty, but... She, she won't really anymore. Like, yeah. she kind of got it out of her system. Like Video games, man, they're fucking dying. Because of people like us not investing in that shit anymore. Yeah, well, it's like they keep making shit that's not fun. I see all these people complaining about this fucking Skyrim Steam mod shit. Have you seen this? Yeah. Where Valve announced that they're going to start charging for mods in, uh, on Steam, and everyone's so upset, and, like, it's not news to me because I'm already so used to being fucked over by yeah. video console shit. Well, I think what they're complaining about is that the um, people who make the mods get a very small cut. Yeah, well, especially for Skyrim mods, they only get 25%. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Bethesda gets the other. Maybe Bethesda's big thing at E3 is going to be... Be- they're already anticipating needing to publicly apologize for this. <laughs> yeah, that's We're it. sorry. We're also sorry because we didn't announce Fallout 4. It's just apologizing for an hour. Um, yeah, it's interesting because what uh, Jake Rodkin pointed out in particular, it's like, whereas Valve used to acquire skilled modders, mm-hmm. now it's like they could just monetize them indirectly without I'm kind of surprised to... they haven't been doing that already, but yeah. yeah it's just it's just Yeah, that's weird too. Valve is not really making games these days. They're just kind of making weird hardware and... and... 
like they're making like monetary systems that make them money, but not like actually making software. Well, the money's not in the software. Konami announced that they're no longer. Well, Konami didn't even officially announce it, but like that PT game is no longer being turned into a real game. Oh, really? Yeah, Seriously? Guillermo del Toro came out just this afternoon. He tweeted on. He said something where he just came out and said it's not happening anymore. And everyone was already worried about Konami get, huh. essentially getting out of the video game business altogether because aside from Metal Gear, they have nothing now. I heard about PT being taken off. I didn't know that it was supposedly. No it's, in yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's well because it was supposed to be a combination of del Toro and. Kojima working on that, and I guess yeah. with Kojima leaving, this is this makes like the third game Del Toro was supposed to be part of that never it's went anywhere. Fell apart. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh man, I didn't know about that. Aww. Yeah. Did you actually play that the, the demo? Like, I hate horror games. It was. It looked really. Good. It was one of the best looking console beautiful. games. I, to be Just because you, all it was was a hallway. I downloaded it and I started to walk down the hallway and like some fucking sound started. Happening. I was like, nope. Yeah. You walk past the bathroom. It was like a baby crying inside. You yeah. can't open the door and it I gets was all like, kind of fucked. no. I was actually kind of bored with it. it. Looked really pretty, but then again, I never got as far into it as everyone else did. Where uh, yeah, people you were have to sit down and play it for like four hours before That's stuff them. actually starts happening. Which is like you have to be in a hallway for four hours. Before yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. Jesus Christ. Sorry, let me put this together again. No, it's fine. This is actually really useful because I need lots of these. Because did, did I show you my, uh, my, uh, the way I'm displaying my bentonites? Mm-mm. I got these little plastic. Oh, you did um, show when I was at your cases. house last weekend. Yeah. Like little, like little, there's like, there's almost no air. They're like the packed in, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it looked really cool. Uh, yeah. So I, but I have to build platforms and sit on and I use a lot of these so I can slide it in and out. Oh, so. little, yeah, round bumblers. Have you on seen top. these, these Lego guns that they made? No. So it's a really simple they actually fire? Yeah. What? So it's really small construction. For kids? This, and then I thought the shit was outlawed. This in. And then you can put a stud in. Oh my god. And then, boop. <laughs> and then you step on that in three days. That's the worst thing that happens to me. That's fine. <laughs> Old fucking stud in my foot. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mark. Still not as cool as Quickie Mart. Look at this horse. It comes with arcade games? I, I'm really impressed by all the shit that comes with it. All the stickers, all like. Oh. I can see why this. Are you bleeding? Do you have a tissue? Yeah, no, I can get a tissue for you. Yeah. Nosebleed. Oh, no. You're a real true nerd having nosebleed while talking about Lego. Uh huh. I'm sure my, my nasal. Cavity's got all dry from riding my bike. That's entirely possible, too. This might be for more justification for a kid can't get pick up or bus back home. I gotta be a healthy person. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Any excuse not to do anything is always good to us. I've never seen you get a nosebleed before. I don't get it. I have never had a nosebleed in my life. Is it bloody? Let me see. Oh! Oh my god, there's shit wriggling in it. It looks like garbage and... I think you just had a face abortion. In the, um, in the trash compactor in Star Wars. Uh-huh, the dino. <laughs> what do you think about Jurassic Park? Oh man, that new trailer looks like garbage. Like, it looks beautiful. Oh, I was gonna think about that. So they showed uh, Jurassic Park was on fake cable last night. You I... need to get Sling TV so we can talk about this same shit all the time. I never, um, got, um... Cable. Actually, I never watched Jurassic Park in theaters. Yeah. I saw it with my mom on a cable edit, and we muted the dinosaurs roaring. Because it was scary? Because it was too scary. It was so, pretty scary. 
Um, I've never had the true Star Wars or Jurassic Park experience. Huh, okay. And I I don't have the emotional attachment that other people do. I like dinosaurs. I'm really surprised that that, like, that, that movie is, is, is seminal for so many people as it it's is. It's huge. Right, I was like 18 when it came out, so I was, I was too old for it to be that like much of a like... That I was not a Star kid Wars when it came out. I know. Especially because of uh, fucking dinosaurs, man. When that, di- when that brontosaurus comes out, that is like a lot of people describe that. That is like their version of the Star Destroyer flying overhead in the first Star Wars movie. It's that, that's the same thing to them where it's like, oh my god. Kate Craig, that is Kate Craig's favorite movie. Really? Gossip Park. back because I was slagging on it on, on Twitter last night. Okay. Not that I hate her or anything like that. I was, I was oh, sure. I, when that movie first came out, I thought it was going to be nothing but dinosaurs. Yeah. And like when dinosaurs only show up in that movie, like granted, they're in the movie a decent amount, but I thought it was going to be like... Also, they didn't have stegosaurus, and I was really boned up. I wanted to see a stegosaurus. I love stegosaurus. <laughs> My favorite dinosaur is, is a, t- is a um, triceratops. Yeah. yeah. They do have that. They actually get to like lay on one because it's sick. That's right. They fuck it up. They touch its tongue too, which is kind of nasty. Yeah. But all right. I mean, my favorite dinosaur is still the T Rex and anything. Yeah. But stegosauruses are fucking cool. They got those bleats in there. I don't even know if stegosauruses even show. I never saw. No, I saw Jurassic Park, two in the theater, and I black. All I remember is there's a T Rex who gets loose on land and chases a bunch of Japanese people. I've seen. I saw two and I did. I saw three on t- cable, and I saw two and three in theaters. Okay. And I remember three being embarrassing. Like even to me, I'm like, I don't care about. Is that the Jurassic one Park. where Jeff Goldblum is a black daughter? Because I know a lot of people get bunched I up. Cannot, How does he have a black daughter? All I can remember is that that's one where T Rex goes New York, and Steven Spielberg genuinely make it because he was like, I want to make the movie where T Rex goes New York. Yeah. I want to be able to do the uh, King Kong. That movie. must be because that's the same one I saw, and I'm yeah. assuming that's the same. Uh, I can't remember so. anything from it other than I remember leaving and going, "Oh man, I feel really bad for Jurassic Park fans." <laughs> Because I had no emotional attachment to it, and I so had a really bad time. So I actually eat a dog. This is the part where he goes to a swimming pool, and there's a dog there, and like you hear, yep. I can't remember. You you officially have described. I have described to you all I can remember from any Jurassic Park. Those movie. Jurassic Park Other four trailers ones. do look pretty rough, though. Yeah, they look bad. It's Chris Pratt. It should be bad. I, lo- I like, like Chris Pratt, but they're not. They're just trying to make him be an asshole, and he's not interested. Which is weird. His character's not appealing. No. What the no. They're trying to do like the 40s rat-a-tat-tat sort of like sexual yeah, charge shit, but it's not. I mean, granted, it's a trailer, but usually the trailer you convey the best of what you have. Yeah, not kind of like, well, this is our garbage excuse for a story. Yeah. And also like the it, like they're just being on, like we're just making up dinosaurs now too. It's kind of yeah. like it's more interesting when you at least pretend they're kind of supposed to be like real dinosaurs. Now it's yeah. just like like they're being attacked by living toys at this essentially at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, Dinosaurs designed by the toy companies. I don't know. In our day, Jurassic Park. Are we recording? Is this the podcast? We could be. I could edit this out later. It's up to you. (laughs) So it's time now for the Geek Week in Review. Um, This is the part of the podcast where I read notes that Bill has made, not necessarily knowing the context, and reading them for the first time. Oh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about because it's been two weeks since we've actually had I was going to say, so I read a lot about Vikings and Road Warriors, so we better make this clippy. Bill notes, Stowers. Is there anything to talk about other than trailer? They had a trailer. Did you see the trailer for the Rogue One thing? I didn't watch it. Why am I going to watch a teaser for a movie that hasn't started <laughs> filming yet? All you Fuck see is a jungle and the camera pans up and you see the Death Star. Yeah. The end. <laughs> I will see it in theaters. Did you see what it's supposed to be about? Years. Isn't it about the people who smuggle the Death Star plans to Princess Leia? Which I guess people are upset because I guess one of the, like, the Star Wars PC game Dark Forces, it was one of the first person games, mm-hmm. I think. 
Like, that was what that game was about. It's and kind so, of an obvious story. Like, if you're going to tell a story that's related to Star Wars, that's an obvious story you're going to tell. Yeah, especially if like, you're going to tie it into happen? the original trilogy yeah. timeline. And they said, fuck. Um, okay, I think at this point, there have been enough extended universe things that I think it's safe to say that whatever you do with Star Wars, it has been explored in one of the extended universe things. Exactly. So, so everything's going to get overwritten eventually. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, well, this is the one movie that seems like it's going to have the female lead in it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she's going to be playing some kind of pilot or something. But like they all died to get the plans there, so... Oh, no! And that's the other thing is, like, the Star Wars Rebel cartoons that come out that came out that is terrible, but everyone, including me, just assumed that, like, their, their story was going to end, that they're going to end up being the crew that ends up helping steal the Death Star plans. Yeah. And actually, even Lucasfilm came out and said, they might sh- there may be some kind of connection to that team, yeah. and so who knows if maybe they're going to show up live action. Maybe that was the plan when they were Lucasfilm, and maybe now that it's, yeah, like, Disney, maybe. it's like, Disney's like, that's cute that yeah. you think you're going to do that. We're not going to waste you that assholes. on a tiny little TV show, no. Yeah. We're going to put that in a movie. No one is watching that that's Rebels gonna cartoon, too, so it's not even... Dollars. Yeah. yeah. It's like... So, Star Wars. I'm trying to think anything else happened. But yeah, the, the, the trailer was nice. What did you think of Harrison Ford and Chewie? I burst into tears. That Big, was... sloppy tears. I texted my mom immediately about it and she was so cute she was like i'm so excited my mom gets severe vertigo when she goes to see movies in the theater there's something about the sound and the movement of the camera that's just overwhelming yeah she even struggles sometimes on the small screen but she's so cute she's like i'm gonna have to take some medicine and go so and it's it sucks because my mom loves seeing movies in theaters but the big screen and big surround sound stuff is like exactly what triggers her so like she all the movement that movie theaters are making lately are things that means she can never go see movie in a theater again. Yeah. But it comes out the day after her birthday. I'll depart her for it so, ASAP. Well, that was kind of, uh, genuinely, that was my first thought. I'm like, I need to get Bill on it, and then Luke Disney will come and rip him a new asshole. <laughs> Bill ends up in jail just because he's trying to keep Andy's mom from barfing <laughs> while watching Star Wars. But yeah, like, I like even the celebration stuff when they first announced the trailer, they had like the new cast, and it was yeah. just nice to see, like, they came out and said, these are your three new stars, yeah. and it's, you know, it's a black guy, it's a white lady, and it's a Guatemalan guy, with an actual real robot running around on stage yeah. with little baby eight thing yeah it's pretty great yeah one of my favorite things out of the star wars celebration is that it seems like the nerds haven't figured out that ryan johnson is the next like who ryan johnson is no because he was able to sneak around taking all kinds of candid photos did you say the thing so i guess they at the battlefront booth yeah they had things where you can kind of dress up as an x-wing fighter pilot and then like like make a little yeah make a little movie of yourself i saw him yeah he's in there he's like flying around his helmet (laughs) falls off and yeah and so no one yeah and it's like or that jj abrams that would have been all over the internet, but it's Ryan Johnson, and no one knows who he is. His Twitter feed, he's still got like, th- like, like, like a couple thousand followers, and that's yeah. it. Like, and it's like his, his, his and he's pictures. Still just writing, he's writing and directing yeah. essentially the Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy. It's so funny because of like, like he, he took all these pictures from the Star Wars celebration that were great. He he has a great Tumblr where he posts his posts his photography. Yeah, and he's been doing that for years, and I've always enjoyed watching it. But I'm like, I was looking at all these Star Wars photos. I'm like, oh man, now that he's Star Wars guy, this is gonna have a million notes, and they're nope. only like four hundred. It's notes. weird to think you and I have communicated with the writer and director of the next Star Wars movie on Twitter. Well, like, not that we've ever had an in-depth well, thing. Well, sure, but, like, but yeah, just yeah, like, I love Ryan Johnson. I'm you've been, really... You were the person who introduced me to Ryan Johnson to begin with, because you were the biggest Perk fan I knew from the get-go. And my complaint has always been, I wanted... Not that he ever did poorly with women, but I'm like, I want to do a movie where a woman is a protagonist. Yeah. And I'm excited that that's... Well, all the rumors is that What's-Her-Face dies at the end of this new movie. She gets by a space truck. 
She gets eaten by a space spider. No. It's 45 minutes in the movie. It's just this spider slowly digesting her. You're right. <laughs> you fall into Fuck a Sarlacc. Sarlacc Fuck actually you, comes Bill. out of a sand hole just to eat her. Hey, Anthony Bourdain is opening up a New York uh, City street food market inspired partially by Blade Runner. Mostly in that he wants a chaotic mix of street vendors from all over the world smashed together in a back alley. I just love the idea. I mean, the other, Anthony Bourdain's a goofball anyway, but the fact that he would come out and say, I want to do this food market. He hasn't even announced where it's going to be yet or anything. Yeah. But, like, rather than just a restaurant, he wants to take a whole, like, alley, city block or whatever, and just turn it into, like, not just, like, a couple vendors, but, like, a whole bunch of different, like, yeah. little restaurants and little, like, street, like, vendors and things like that. Yeah, and he specifically said, like, I want it to look like Blade Runner. That's great. Which is intentionally just kind of great to say. I want this to look like it's supposed to pop Apocalyptic dystopian fucking <laughs> fucked up shit, but yeah, that's that's what we're going for here. Yeah. Well, especially because he was talking about he wants a mixture of like a mix of east and west, sure, and he wants to have like fucking like people from Vietnam and their Making food Vietnamese right next food. to like yeah. fucking white trash like southern barbecue right yeah. next to like. So who knows if it's actually ever going to work yeah. out? But I love the ambition is fucking hilarious. Yeah, God bless, dude. Yeah. Destiny's next DLC won't have a raid, which is the a big story-driven multiplayer quest, which everyone seems to agree is the only real reason to keep playing that goddamn game. Yeah. And it's especially uh, alarming, too, because um, most people who bought the game uh, got, like, one of the special editions where this, the first batch of pre-order, would, uh, first batch of DLC, which already came out last fall, and this batch of DLC came free with it. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it look like they're cutting out content from this last free bit of DLC. It's not free to everybody, only the people who bought the sure. special thing. But Because uh, they've already announced they're going to have more paid DLC later on this year. makes it look like they're cutting out this thing that everyone likes the most about Destiny. Yeah. And keep, like just going to save that for when they actually need people to actually throw down fresh money for the game later on this year. Who knows if that's actually the case. But yeah, And of course like. everyone being so kind of grumped up at Bungie and Destiny yeah. anyway does not not look good for them but yeah yeah so that was kind oh, of the, the fear over that shit but yeah destiny it's not the world's worst game but man fuck <laughs> fuck talk about another special edition <laughs> yeah that bill threw down blind oh, which i don't it's still cool you get a talking peter dinklage robot which yeah. is still kind of cool yeah and the documents the special edition itself is great it's the best part of that game was like all yeah. the little x-rays you get and like little book that shows like illustrations of the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game is just normal. Yeah. I wish it captured your imagination more. Yeah, like no. the ambition of it was like we want it to be like a Star Wars Western. Specifically sort of calling thing. it Star Wars, which suggests yeah. like a lot of story and characters. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, just, it's just heartless. Oh, it breaks my heart. Well, they just need you know the the trailer for the next DLC just has old Harrison Ford at the end just saying Here we go. Bungie. We're home. home. That's all we need. GameStop is going to start selling and trading old retro games. Again, all the way back to the NES. Which is really crazy. Uh, They've announced that what's... When did they stop doing it? It was only like a year or two ago, right? After a certain while... Oh, that's right. They stopped supporting certain things. After a while. I think they just finally stopped accepting PlayStation 2 trades like last year or something. And so it's funny to see them saying, hey, you gotcha in 8-bit Nintendo games. We'll buy them back from you. So what they'll do, they'll accept trade-ins from any GameStop shop, but you can only buy new games from their website. Uh, The idea is that whenever you trade in games... They send them to some kind of distribution center in Texas, and in Texas, they just, like, put them for sale up on the website. That's smart. The other crazy thing, um, instead of offering games based off of, like, what the rarity or the quality or anything like that, each game only has one SKU in their computer system. And so if you want to go buy, I want to buy, you know, Legend of Zelda for the 8-bit Nintendo... You have no idea if you're going to hmm. get a box copy with instructions, if you're just going to get the cartridge itself. Hmm. So it's really weird for collectors because you don't yeah. know. If you just want the cartridge, you're at least guaranteed to get it, the cartridge. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. And they said eventually if if there's enough 
If they get enough, I think they're just expecting most of the games they're going to get are just going to be Garbage. whatever. Yeah, just yeah. just whatever naked cartridges as people have laying around. But it's interesting they did say that if they do get enough like like mint, uh, condition games with like boxes and, and, and instruction manuals and stuff that they may actually split it up so at least you can like have the option of specifically looking for box copies of old games rather huh. than just like vaguely like I want a copy of like you know Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and you have no idea what you're really going to get it's oh, a weird business model. they said they're going to refurbish all the games they get too like any games that huh. require battery backup they're going to replace all the batteries on those so mm-hmm. it's like so they're going to crack open some of the, those games and they also said it's really weird too because there's a whole market out there of people trying to swindle retro collectors by essentially uh, taking uh, cartridges and printing up fake labels for rare mm. games, like like you know like like a, like rare Genesis game. You sure. could just like take one that no one cares about and like get like wipe the ROM, reload yeah. it, and, print and not out even a label. that, but just in terms of because I guess they're not even like physically test the games in the store as long as it looks like it's the game that you're selling. You can just put a fake label over that, uh... and so GameStop has said they're going to come out with a guide telling people how to spot fake labels. Interesting. Which is that's I don't know. The, the, some fakes are going to slip through eventually, yeah. and. What's the nature of any any collecting? But, like, collecting is a very different business than their business model. And it's a harder business. Yeah. So it's interesting that that's the direction they're going. But on the other hand, like, their their advantage has always been in in the physical brick-and-mortar realm. That's interesting for them to go back. I mean, this totally makes sense because they're the collectors. Retro collecting to collectors market is a huge thing. So it makes sense. Although it's funny that, like, after all this time of, like, having to turn down people, like, no, we're not going to take your old systems. Now they're like, yeah, we totally want that shit. Interesting. Well, their model didn't didn't support it before because it's like the thing is they would take it and then they'd resell it in that shop. And the nature of any collectible is that this may be worth $500, but you have to have the person who has $500 sees its value and buys it for that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the nature of antiques. I mean, I'm interested because I have that Retron Five thing now, that, yeah. which plays old cartridges, and yeah. if the prices are low enough, I'm not really worried about. Like, unless there's very specific games, like I want for nostalgia yeah. reasons to have the case and everything for. Like, if I just want to play, like. Yoshi's Island. If I yeah. just like, I just want to play the game. So if they have it for like fifteen bucks on there, I just might spring. Yeah, this for is that, interesting because but... this seems to be going to like kind of the casual collectors market. Yeah, and that and everyone's worried about how that's going to impact the hardcore collectors market because the hardcore collectors market kind of relies a lot on people who just they don't know where like, to oh. where to get like like it's either a yard sale or take yeah. it to GameStop. And if Game GameStop doesn't take it, the well, the yard sale it is, or just give it away for free, maybe on Craigslist. Yeah. And now if GameStop is actually actually advertising, like if you have the shit in your in, in your fucking attic, we'll take it. That could actually like impact like the the interesting market a lot. So. Huh. But yeah, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, layer cake is gonna make a flash, Gordon. <laughs> I'm guessing you mean Matthew Vaughn is going to make a Is that the guy who made Layer Cake? Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. He made the one X-Men movie that wasn't terrible, yeah. that wasn't made by What's-His-Face. I uh, think he made both of them. Did he, Did he make... make the most recent one, too? No, that was Brian Singer, right? I can't I don't give a shit. Anyway, he announced he's making a <laughs> he fucking flash He made Kick-Ass, and I give about that. Did he about that. Yeah, he did. All I know because it's Layer Cake. I, I really liked Layer Cake. cake. Layer Cake. And I need to go see that because I haven't seen that since before Daniel Craig became James, James Bond. Bond. Especially yeah. if he's supposed to not be James Bond soon. Did you hear what uh, what Guy Ritchie is working on right now? Oh, no. So I saw I I, uh, I saw somehow on my news kind of fleet. Period, period thing? Yeah. What is wait it? for it. So I was reading. Is he directing Pan? Let me wait for it, motherfucker. No. <laughs> I 
Actually, is Matthew Vaughn doing pan? No, it's not him. Someone's doing it. It's someone weird. That anyway. Movie, the pan got delayed till uh, October, which gives me an extra couple months to, to prepare yourself start- emotionally. Well, no, so I can start work on the pan comic again and sue the copyright <laughs> infringement. That's how I'm going to make money from now on, yeah. Uh, the, uh, um, I got a social media news report that there's another Robin Hood script that got picked up. There are now three Robin Hood scripts. Last I heard, four to six, yeah. depending on who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, they brought it up and they're like, yeah, this may happen, especially because Guy Ritchie is working on a King Arthur movie right now. Guy Ritchie is making a King Arthur movie. Period? Yeah. Yeah. Is everyone talking about, hey, what's all this thing? Is it going to be Jason Statham? I really like Guy Ritchie movies, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the Sherlock Holmes movie, but I liked them. Oh, that's right. Even even as much as I liked it, I knew that if you were an actual uh, Sherlock fan, that it would be uh, problematic, to say the least. Guy Ritchie did the Sherlock movies. He did. That's what he's been working on. Because I tried to watch Snatch, and I couldn't get through all of that. I love Guy Ritchie. I love Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I've never even seen it, yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen Rock and Roll, which I need to, because it has Tom Hardy as a gay gangster. Have you seen the, the, the pictures, of the, the video of Jason Statham? He was a dancer when I was like 23. No. He's got like a little gold bikini on. He was like a background dancer for, for some Electronica song like 20 years ago. No, um, he, apparently he just finished a The Man from Uncle remake. Oh, wait, Guy Ritchie did that? Yeah. Which everyone's, I haven't seen the trailer, but everyone's saying the trailer's really great. Huh. Which is, yeah, I, yeah. I love the idea, because it sounds like he took, like, the whole kind of, like, mid-60s, kind of, like, Mad Men, kind of hipster, yeah. kind of, like, cool 60s thing, I and applied it to an action movie? That's really smart I idea. only know about it because I uh, was uh, looking at, um, the. I found out about this fucking King Arthur movie, and I was looking at his IMDb editor, and I was like, oh. Uh, Matthew Vaughn just recently did Kingsman. I think he did that. Oh, that's, that's, okay, so on the strength of that, that's, that's probably, yeah. But anyway, yeah, fuck it. And the best part is it's called Knights of the Round Table, and Round Table's one word. <laughs> like the, the pizza roundtable what the implication is that it's a tentpole movie and they're gonna make fucking movies about all the nights of the roundtable so, uh, so and it's what's his butt from it's uh, what's his name charlie charlie hunnam as king arthur isn't that the guy from uh, it's the guy from pacific, pacific Rim. yeah he's gonna be king so arthur wait, are they gonna have to make 12 movies before they finally get to the point where they're all around the round table and actually decide to do something jude law is vortigrant Vortigern, I know who that is. Who's playing Percival? Uh, let's see. Eric Bana is Uther Pendragon. This woman named Eric Bana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this may be pre-Percival. Of course, this is going to be the origin story. Bill. Have you seen Merlin? Fuck Merlin. <laughs> I know Merlin? you kind of like Merlin, but oh, no, I... housemates really loved it. I I thought it was terrible, but then the more I watched it, I was like, eh, there's some shows where you kind of like that's how. Uh, fucking Lost Girl. Because every time me. I went upstairs Lost for six Girl months, that's what was on the Lost TV. Lost Girl's not great, but it's great. That's the thing. <laughs> I would not. It's not good. But like, I was like, I especially when I'd walk upstairs and like the housemates would be like, oh, and now Uther Pendragon, he just got poisoned, and this happened. I'm like, okay, at least yeah, I got. I like. Yeah. The thing is, I was I, following along with the story, but I kind know. of resent King Arthur because when you talk about um, British canon and British um, mythology. Arthur gets all the um, attention. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, well, and Robin, Robin Hood. Hood a little bit. Robin Hood is the trash. But like, not as much as Peter Pan. But Peter Robin, even King Arthur gets like actual art made from it, and like Robin Hood gets like, like just pop King trash. King Arthur is just completely made up out of. At least Robin yeah. Hood, there's a little bit of a literary 
cultural legacy, whereas King Arthur was just kind of completely just... Yeah, it was just made out of whole cloth. Yeah. But anyway, so there's a part of me that's like, fuck you, Arthurian nerds. You're getting a Guy Ritchie <laughs> movie. Suck on it. Aw. Uh, so I imagine Vaughn is supposed to be directing uh, Robin Hood? Is that how no. we started talking about this? No, we started talking about it just because um, uh, we were talking about movies, and I brought up... Anyway, oh, I am interested about... in seeing yeah. Man, of, uh, Man of Uncle could be good because if it's kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum from... Because even the James Bond producers, they kind of talked about how, um, what are the fucking terrible movies? The fucking Gold Member and all that shit. Austin Powers movies. <laughs> yes. Kind of ruined kind of the 60s yeah. spy thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so if you kind of try to reclaim that by doing like the cool 60s yeah. with more stripped down like, you know, Jason Bourne kind of stuff. I never the Man from Uncle TV show. I, my friend, I've always heard about it, but I've never seen it My childhood friend either. was really into it. But if yeah, well, you've, I could see that being kind of, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something there you could definitely I like do Guy, Ritch- Guy Ritchie makes dumb fun movies that are just cool. You'll have about to give me a cheat cheat cool. to Guy Ritchie movies so I can go back. Well, like I said, is, I've already seen that. It's just layer. It's it's really Lockstock. All I've seen, the only Guy Ritchie movies I've seen have been Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and the fucking Sherlock movies. I haven't seen swept away he did swept i didn't away. see rev- yeah he did because he was married to madonna oh that's right he made the movie for her he oh. did uh fucking he did a movie called revolver that i haven't seen he did a movie called rock and roll that i haven't seen yeah and, all i know um, is snatch and yeah i love lux but layer cake was good yeah. well, at least i remember so for those of y'all good. listening at home the reason why we associate this is that matthew vaughn was a essentially a uh uh Guy Ritchie was his mentor. That was what got That's us That's what going. it was. Okay, so, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, continuing on. The layer cake, you have the captain, black captain from Raiders of the Lost Ark hanging out with uh, uh, O'Brien from Deep Space Nine and all kinds of shit. I love layer cake. Yeah. Uh, and Kingsley Shacklebolt. That's true. No, that's the same guy. He was also the captain of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. Okay. Ryan Gosling is in talks to star in Blade Runner 2. Hey, Bill Notes, maybe this will actually happen. Which, they, they keep on saying also Prometheus 2 is supposed to be happening. Who the fuck knows that that's Hollywood happening. Hollywood is weird. Nothing happens in Hollywood until abruptly it does. Yeah, suddenly they sound like, <laughs> okay, now, not only is it happening, but it's coming out six months from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you care about Ryan Gosling and Blade Runner 2? He's not a bad choice. I mean, Drive could very easily be, if you reskin Drive, it could be a Blade Runner movie. That's true, so, too. He is kind of running know, around, kind of like Do you think he's going to be a human or a robot? So, the, the he's gonna thing... Answer, sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. who wrote the first draft of the Star Wars Rogue One movie, who's mm-hmm. now suddenly a hot thing in Hollywood, he announced this week that he actually pitched a Blade Runner 2 starring, Go- starring Ryan Gosling to Hollywood a couple of years ago. And so he put his pitch treatment up online. And I read it, and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, his it's not, it's not terrible out of hand, it's just super fucking predictable. So his yeah. idea it takes place like 20 years after the first Blade Runner. And it's a bunch of, it starts off with, you have a bunch of workers working on an off, uh, like off-world colony. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of miners, and there's a mining accident. Everyone gets killed except for Ryan Gosling, who's happened to be one of the miners. Mm-hmm. And he ends up in the hospital. But for some reason, he's healing super fast, more than humans should be able to. And doctors are trying to figure it out. And then suddenly, a bunch of uh, lawyers from the Terrell Corporation show up with a Voight Camp machine. Uh... And make him start undergoing a test. And you find out... I wonder what happened he next. He turned out he a robot. Uh-huh. But he's got a wife and child. He's like, wait, my wife and child are real. They can't be just being planted memory because I, I know I have a wife and child. And so and he goes like, this is this whole thing where he ends up going back to Earth to figure out whether or not he's human and stuff like that. Turns out he really is a repli- replicant. But his baby is real. He somehow, despite being a replicant, he had managed to make a lady pregnant. So the movie ends. Last thing you see 
is a baby being born with the uh, shining irises of replicant baby. <laughs> and it's also the most like <laughs> spoilers for Blade Runner Two. Really, it's this like is the story of Blade Runner Two. Really, it's that um, he didn't know that his wife was fucking his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Then, there's like a lot of Battlestar shit. And I had to get in flashbacks to that because you had robots fucking humans and having robot babies and just yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like, oof. This well, the thing, not... well, so the thing about Blade Runner, Blade Runner does not work on the merits of its story. What are you talking about? It's such a well-written, <laughs> even from a detective story. It's not that there's no detecting really going on. So, but it's got to be. It's really not a detective story as much as it is just a noir story. It's it's all texture rather than yeah. anything else. And it's got to be. You need to go with like a noir thing. Yeah. Like, if you sit down and read the story of Blade Runner, it's not interesting. Even even like the what is human, what is robot. It's not that. It should be about like something that's something like noir, like workers being oppressed and like corruption in an industry and like corruption in Terrell and bringing him down with this replicant. Like, yeah, well, that's one of the things thing I guess it. because in 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 the background of the story too is that replicants are all supposed to be destroyed at the, at the, in the time frame of the, yeah. like this this treatment has been written because. Um, in the wake of specifically what happened in Blade Runner 2 with all those replicants going around, going, you know, going crazy and killing so many people, is that the Terrell Corporation, which they were the only people making replicants, they decide that they're going to stop making replicants because they're too much of a threat. And uh, that they've uh, essentially assumed that all the replicants have died out because now it's 20 years in the future and all the replicants are only supposed to have like a four-year lifespan. So they're assuming they're all dead, which is, makes the mystery of why right. what's-his-face is a replicant and how he's still alive. Is, right. is, uh, I guess you would find that out in the third movie. That's the other thing with that treatment, too. It totally sets up all these questions that wouldn't get answered until the third movie, assuming uh. there'd be a... And, like, that's not the kind of story... That's not noir. Like, it's not supposed to be big. The whole point of... An, like, it really should be a noir film. And yeah. the whole thing is that when it, noir endings may be predictable, but they're inevitable. Yeah, and this is anything but, and it's all like big franchisey and kind of like Blah. not what you want from even if the even if it was designed to be beautiful, and I don't know, yeah. Not to say that's the one that that's the story they're making, but that's what Gary Wood was. But pitching. it's like any time. But the fact matter is, it's like any time that you have a sequel to anything, it's always we should never be expectant that it's good. We should always be surprised that it's good, because so often a thing is good not because like it was just a weird fluke of a number of circumstances that's like turned like I feel like movies turn out good in spite of Hollywood and the system yeah, that makes them. Well, they're so rare. Over, move, good movies are so rare, and God knows they make enough of them. it's because there's so many fucking hands on them. Yeah. Not to say that one person can make perfection, but when you have, like, a hundred people holding the purse strings with final say on shit, it's a miracle that anything is good. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially when you have something like this with, like, 25 years of loaded expectations of what it should be, and, like, and then what's marketable today, and, like, all this shit. It's, like... Which is even a minor miracle why people so care so much about Star Wars, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway so that's. Anyway, uh, DC had a shitty week. The Eh Batman Esperman trailer, Game Boy cover <laughs> Joker reveal, uh, re- Batman used to own slaves. Bad shit. Yeah. What do you so, think yes, about the that? Batman and Superman trailer came out, and it's a big wet fart. That was! Just such a wet fart. They put out the quote unquote leaked trailer version the same day that the Star Wars trailer came out. Man, we're totally sucking. I'm totally sucking that Star Wars trailer's dick, even though I'm I'm the person like kind of thinking this movie's not gonna be this new Star Wars and maybe not gonna be all that great. But 
Yeah, it is funny that, like, yeah, the same day that Star Wars trailers come out, DC's all like, oh no, here's some leaked footage from a Peruvian showing of our trailer that happens to be only very shaky at the very end and then mm-hmm. the very beginning, but is rock solid throughout the, all the rest. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when everyone's kind of moving, then they, because they were saying they were going to really release it, like, the next Monday, yeah. officially. Yeah. And then the next day, like, that Friday, they were like, fine, fuck it, we're just going to put out the official version. Even then, everyone was like, yeah. So bad. Like, who wants, like, the whole, like, the thing about, so the big criticism of Superman movie is that Superman killed everybody, and this seems to be reacting to that. At least it's part of the story, yeah. It's not like it's he like, killed everyone and no one's paying attention, but... Like, but I don't know if it's this is this is doubling down on the p- thing that nobody liked about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird choice. Yeah, Batman's got, like, an Iron Man suit, and he, for yeah. some reason he wants... I'm assuming he wants to kick Superman's ass because Superman killed so many people at the end of the last movie. Yeah. But it's still just, like... It's just like that's not interesting. Who wants to see these guys beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, who gives a shit? And then like fucking Michelle McLaren got kicked off Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's like who gives a and shit? And that's kind of disappointing because she's Zack Snyder driving all of the fucking DC movies means that I will never give a shit about DC movies. Yeah, and then they announced yeah. So the other thing was yeah the Game Boy Color Joker. Man, that's just such a weird. They dumped that at 6 p.m. on a Friday night, which shows yeah. how much confidence they had in the reception. And what the that... thing everyone keeps saying is that, remember how we all thought the Heath Ledger Joker makeup uh, yeah, was uh, shit? Yeah. And it's like, but this is like tattooing, like edgy tattoos as as environmental storytelling on a person's body. Yeah. It's a bad... The Joker doesn't work if it seems also, like he's trying that hard to be the Joker. And also, frankly, at the end of the day, like, the thing about tattoos is that tattoos take money and time. And it's like the idea that the Joker... Was like going through all the pages of ha ha ha, like this one, and then went to a tattoo artist, even if it's like some dude in a cell. It's like, write this on me. If it's like be tattooed, did you ever see the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes. Uh, Harvey Keitel shows up and he's like these little kid tattoos all over him. <laughs> Tattoos. It should be like, like something he almost drew on himself while he's like on the toilet. That I would believe. Like if it were all just like shit that he wrote himself, I would believe that as opposed to damaged yeah. on his forehead. Yeah, it almost looks like his Photoshop dog because it's just the tattoo is so crummy looking. And you know what? The part of that it kind of like I thought that was the laziest part was the fact that like whoever did his teeth could only be bothered to do the front of his teeth and not the back of his teeth because yeah. they were expecting like maybe he might smile or something like that. Not yeah. that he was open his mouth. And so even that kind of just shows that, like, it's just obviously it's just an actor portray. Like, it's not like, I don't know. It's not the character. It's someone portraying a character. If it made it look like he had, sc- like, drilled holes into his teeth to make each tooth look like a little skull, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but I don't know. He looks like he just drank a bunch of mercury and then realized what he did yeah. after also realizing all the tattoos he got. And then oh, it, just, it's just... it just sums up everything of why I don't give a shit about this shit. Like, not, not to say, say Mar- Disney's doing perfect with Marvel or I anything, but... I just don't give a shit about fucking another superhero movie. Do you care about the Avengers? No. Did you I see did that it. shit with fucking Hawkeye and fucking Captain yeah. America? Yeah. Did you see that shit with Scarlett Johansson and yeah. fucking Hulk? Yeah, that, that was, was actually kind of cute. I always wonder if they did that in French. Like, whoa, we got some really bad press. We, we yeah. <laughs> need to get some fucking positive it's feedback. like, I don't give a shit. shit about this shit. I don't. I don't. I'm so I'm done with it. I can't believe you care about a Mad Max because I, I thought know. If, if if you'd stuck you a gun think, in my head, I would think I'd be the only one getting Eddie freaked out about Mad Max. doesn't give a shit Max. about Captain America, but really likes Mad Max. It doesn't. But no, it's just like who fucking. Is? Did you see the five white guys that are looking at to play Peter Parker? They're all twelve. Well, I so the next piece of news is actually because like the Peter like I don't give it. What's interesting is that now they're making two Spider-Man movies. 
There's gonna be a Spider-Man movie oh, yeah, that, that's right, they are, that yeah. takes place in the world of the Avengers and shit in the main Marvel universe. Well, Sony says they still want to do their own. Is that what the Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing is? No, this is different. So that's so so technically there's Phil, gonna be three Spider-Man things. The next going on. note that says that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are making an animated Spider-Man movie. So there's that, and then Marvel is working with Sony on the the idea Spider-Man that like movie. so Marvel wants Spider-Man to show up in. Yeah, I don't think Marvel's making their own Spider-Man movie. I think they want to make it to Marvel. They're working with Sony. Yeah, so uh, Sony will still continue to make Spider-Man movies with input from Marvel, but then Spider-Man will also show up. Because they're trying to get this shit locked down, because supposedly the next Captain America starts filming this summer, and that's supposed to be the first time you're actually going to see the new Spider-Man, so that's why they're trying to cast that shit See, at the end of the day, it's like, so I only care so much about superheroes, but so much of this is so tied into corporate bullshit that that's half the reason why it's hard for me to get excited. I think Marvel's been, and Disney has been making really good creative decisions. What's that we're talking about Blade Runner? There's so many hands in the soup. It's like is that how soup is made? <laughs> um, like it's cool that they hired Joss Whedon and they hired James Gunn and they get all these like they got Kenneth Branagh. Like it's cool that they're doing that shit, but at the end of the day, it's just still a, just corporate a fucking, fucking bureaucracy. It's not like and they just want to make as many as they can for as cheap as they can, so they get these small people who are passionate and who uh, nerds will get chuffed about, and then have them, and then they farm out the sequels to whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like it's been okay so far. I mean, they got really but, lucky with uh, with uh, the the guy that they have working on the new Captain America who are going to be doing the third and fourth Avengers movie because Joss Whedon got so burned out on the first two Avengers movies. He's like, he's tapping out. And he's the one who really kind of like blew everything together with that Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. And they're just lucky that you happen across those guys who seem to like, they'll they'll probably do a pretty good job with the Avengers stuff. But yeah, like that's, they're getting, it's, it's getting, it's like they're spinning plates and they're getting luckier and luckier every time they like find someone to keep help spinning their plates along with them. But like that Ant-Man movie's coming out and who knows what the fuck that's gonna, gonna be. be such a wet fart you think so I'm, I'm willing to eat my hat Did you see the trailer with the, like the choo-choo train shit I thought I that was kind of a cute gag no, it's, it's cute it's a cute gag I mean to be fair I will say like I said I am way fatigued I was fatigued with superhero movies before the Marvel shit started yeah <laughs> and it's not for me it's not like when they make a lady led superhero movie I'll go see that and I'll be really excited about that. I'll go see Wonder Woman. I'll go see the I'll go see the Captain uh, Marvel movie, and I'll go see the Black Widow so movie. So they announced that two ladies are writing the the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm assuming they got to get Michelle McLaren, who left the Wonder Woman movie, to direct that, right? If you're Marvel, yeah. you say, "Come on, yeah." Like you, you you couldn't do that shit. Fuck Wonder Woman. You do it, and you get fucking Emily Blunt. And you get fucking. <laughs> I was I was listening to a podcast this week where somebody was just uh, they had never even heard of uh, Captain Marvel before, but they wanted yeah. to see what you know. They were like, "Oh, there was a big hubbub about Captain Marvel's a woman now," which I guess was not a thing before. I don't know anything about this stuff, and so he started to read whatever his first big Captain Marvel with the lady mm-hmm. book is like out there, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it was actually pretty good." And someone else on the podcast was talking about how like, "Oh yeah, that did you know that was announced as a Marvel movie that they're going to try to make?" And he was like, "Oh, who are they going to get?" And he was like, oh, it, the other person was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're thinking about Emily Blunt. And that guy was like, yes, that is perfect. And I, I should probably read that shit up, too, just to see what's like. Yeah. Like, I just want Emily Blunt on you know, see her punch and stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of don't because, like, does everyone have to get fed through the Marvel Disney exactly. machine stuff? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm kind of grateful that Edgar Wright is finally fucking done because now he can just go make a fucking Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, but he would have made a pretty good superhero movie. But years yeah. on fucking Ant Man, dude. Let him make something that's. Has he like, what he's doing next? 
No, not to my knowledge. I don't know. I, I've not followed Maybe he'll news. do a Robin Hood movie. But anyway, at the end of the day, Phil Miller and Chris Lord, excuse me, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I get them backwards, <laughs> are the best choices for a Spider-Man movie. The Best. The like I could not in so a fever Fuentes dream. Play Spider-Man in this too. In a fever dream, I could not have pitched because they have shown beyond the fact that I think they're genuinely pretty good storytellers. They've shown that they can take whatever the fuck property and do like imbue a lot of character and heart into it and yeah. tell a really fun story. Uh, what if it turns out the uh, Spider-Man movies are just a really elaborate Clone High special? <laughs> I would come back special. <laughs> That's the what would be really funny if it is totally exactly the same as Last Man on Earth, which is just a show of desperate sadness? <laughs> Have you seen much of that? Uh, I gave up because it was too sad. I saw a couple episodes. It was too unrelenting. <laughs> I had did to you see the part where the fat guy shows up? I did not get the part I gave up. Spoilers, Last Man on Earth is not the Last Man on Earth. Well, I, I knew that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh... What so animation stuff? That's the other thing I wonder. It's going to be... Oh, man, we have too much news. we got to keep flipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Duncan Jones's Warcraft movie got pushed back to next summer. Pacific Rim 2 will hit next August. I'm excited because the main dude from Vikings is going to be the protagonist in the Warcraft movie. Really? And that dude is an enchanting ass motherfucker. I don't either. Do you know, is he playing a human guy? I, you have asked... I have told you all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Duncan Jones seemed kind of bummed by that because he was hoping to get it. He, he it seems like he really wants his Warcraft movie done sooner than later, just so he can work on his own personal. Yeah, project. which he's, he's, he's at the point now where it seems like they're just working on the special effects stuff, which yeah. is kind of an arduous process, especially if he's if, like if he's got to work on that for another year, just kind of like, yeah. like okay, check checking the dailies from LIM. Yeah, ILM, I should say. Yeah, um, you think I would know the fucking initials of that place mm. by now? But yeah, Pacific Rim Two next. But yeah, Pacific Rim Two. I that's a movie is I it, never thought I was going to get a sequel. Is it Guillermo del Toro? They said he's producing, but they haven't said anything. I, mm. You know, it's probably one of those things where they're trying to figure that out themselves right now. Who's going to star and who's going to direct? And man, Guillermo del, del Toro, shit's changing so much. Yeah, he's got free time now that he's not working on PT anymore. Oy. I almost kind of don't want. I would like to see someone else. Because Del Toro did who would, okay who would you want to direct to Pacific Rim? I don't even really care about who directs it, but who writes it? Because Pacific yeah. Rim was fun B-movie to watch. Yeah, it, that writing was like, oof. Yeah, it was true. Yeah. Disney released a Wonderful World of Disneyland-style cartoon short explaining some of the backstory for Tomorrowland. Spoilers, it's pretty much Bioshock. Yeah, did you see the... I saw Claire Hummel say it was really great. Uh, supposedly it was a short that was going to appear in the movie, going back to Jurassic Park, you know, have the, 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 the Mr. Billion Or I was thinking of uh, fucking Rocketeer, too. Like yeah. the propaganda Which short. I was reading about the guy who played Mr. DNA in the Jurassic Park short. Yeah. He was a voice actor who uh, suicided himself after he ran out of work. Yeah, it was really kind of, yeah. And his career ended after he held his female housemates hostage. Like, man, cartoon Bill, voice acting. We got we got to keep this clippy. We got to keep this high level. I'm just saying. I was like, man, <laughs> nope, that no. is rough. <laughs> Why are we and talking so about Bill so drains <laughs> all of Annie's <laughs> energy. But, I mean, he gave us Mr. DNA. So Disney released a, a wonderful dinosaur. Disneyland style cartoon. Bill is the cartoon good. It's okay. It looks like fucking World of World of Disney shit. Explain what they all they explain. Do you know anything about this story? I've been trying not to keep. I've been just been like, I'll go see this. All they say is it's Edison, Tesla, Abraham Lincoln, and a caveman to form a secret society where they're gonna build Tomorrowland or something like that. That's the Seriously? whole point or something like that. Yeah. Huh. Let's, so, uh, let's go watch it. It's cute. It's only like a two minute long. Little sure. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, even uh, the only reason I even watched it because. 
because Brad Bird on Twitter was like, everyone can watch it. There's no actual spoilers for anything that happens. This sets up a little bit of, like, the story of the backstory of what happens in Tomorrowland, but yeah. there's no, like, yeah. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Did you see Claire Hummel tweeting people complaining about Tomorrowland? About how the, the, the main character, her eyes look too mean? <laughs> no, I missed that. complaining about how, like, like, like yeah, I guess what a bitch the, the, the main lady in, in Tomorrowland looked like. She, she, she doesn't oh, look nice Oh, I saw someone say, like, she looks like Divergent. And it's just because like a woman yeah. the fucking... Her eyes look too mean. This is the part of podcast where we're talking about things we read online. Did, oh, what else is going on? George Lucas, this is great. If you guys haven't read about this, Google this shit. George Lucas is trying to convert real estate he once bought in Marin County for a Lucasfilm expansion into low-income housing, which is driving his old, rich neighbors nuts. He claims he's not doing this to piss those people off, but you don't do this. Yeah. I mean, you, he could be a generally just nice guy. One, well, Why well, would you suddenly sit aside in the middle of the vineyards of Marin County... Yeah, we need low income housing. Well, in the, middle the thing of this is, valley. is that there's not low income housing there. Well, I know that's because like, there's no low income people there. Well, no, I mean, fucking, who do you think does all the shit in the vineyards and uh, shit? Replicates. I guarantee you, it's not all gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> they just hire this each other. This is my right? vineyard. I just no. Well, you know what I mean. It's it's not like it's assholes driving forty five minutes to work every morning and driving forty five minutes home every night. He's just... Who do you think cleans their fucking houses? It's not their retired meme. Well, and well, so Lucas was the longest time was well, like you say, he wanted to. It was supposed to be an expansion for. He was going to essentially build another Skywalker ranch in yeah. this place. It wasn't adjacent directly to the Skywalker ranch. It was just another ranch he was going to build and convert into movie production stuff. Yeah. And that got shot down by all the local people there. And so he still owned the land, but he didn't know anything to do with it. And I guess uh, years ago he tried to turn into low income housing the first time, but. Uh, he needed outside uh, investors to help pay for this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the rich snobs helped drive away those investors. Yeah. But now... Since he's got he's, the fucking money. He, that's what he's kind of yeah. saying. like 150... I have to pay for all this myself. It costs $150 million. No problem. That is what I fucking tipped my waiter last night. Yeah. <laughs> so the, there's pretty much nothing that, that his yeah. rich uh, neighbors can... St- well, he moves from there. So they're not yeah. even his neighbors anymore. Yeah. yeah. I just love... He lives in Chicago fuck now. You. He's just like, I'm going to fuck you from far distance away. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's just, yeah. If he can't get his damn museum opened, at least he could do this. Weirdly enough, though, they said the uh, the income housing is supposed to be shaped like R2-D2. <laughs> and everybody has to wear a Stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> uh, speaking of skyrocketing uh, Bay Area real estate, the Cartoon Art Museum is being priced out of its downtown San Francisco location. Yeah, just the rent went way too high, so they got to find somewhere bad. else to go to. That's so. too bad. Yeah. I've got an empty garage. Portland's cheap. Come to Portland. Portland's not cheap anymore. Well, it's, well, it's the Bay Area. Did you see what happened to the Belmont goats? Did I tell you about this? Did they get forced out of there? They got priced well, out of their fucking. So there's a there's an empty lot uh, in inner southeast Portland um, that for a long time some dude uh, had talked to the people who owned the property and he kept goats there. Yeah. The goats kept the yard. The, the ma- they grass mowed down. the lawn essentially. And it was yeah, and it was like a little attraction. And everybody got really emotionally attached to Belmont goats. It had its own Twitter feed. It did. So the Belmont goats moved and they're now developing it. And it's fucking. I was reading the copy on the architecture or the developer's website about it and they're like it's portland's authentic urban living room i'm like none of those words make sense authentic urban living well that's i mean that's it makes me think of it because that's happening all over the east i don't know if it's happening all the where everywhere else in the country but between the bay area and portland, portland, is, like a motherfucker. portland is francis I mean, 
I know. We'll talk we're... to white guys who moved to Portland. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like... Well, even in my, in my neighborhood, within the two yeah. blocks of this place, on Hawthorne, which yeah. is like the big hippie part of town, uh, there's a brand new condominium. They had to knock down like a garage to, yeah. to build a brand new condo, literally 50 feet away from my front door. Yeah. And then the, they knocked down a, uh, a small, like, little uh, ranch-style apartment complex. Then yeah. They uh, replaced that with a condo. We're like two people have ever actually used that condominium. There's a couple businesses on the ground floor, but yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. Like I live not too far from a neighborhood called Division. I used to live right off of Division, and Division has gotten gentrified as fuck in the mm-hmm. time that I've been here. And it's like, I, and I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I hate gentrification. It's like it has its like whatever. Man, like, little Caesars of the shit. <laughs> Can't complain about some gentrification. It, yeah, well, that no, feel, that little... is not gentrification, my friend. Little I Caesars. guarantee you, when my neighborhood gentrifies, and at this point, it's a matter of when. That's good. You own your house. Little Caesars will be out of there. Oh, that's right, because they're, they're for out the of poor there. people. Because I think I think gentrification, gentrification. I just think white people. It's true. It's not, but it's affluent white people. I've never. I don't think black people have ever eat at a. <laughs> Little Caesars. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is um, the worst podcast in the world. Uh, Mass Effect 4 details were leaked via a survey. Oh, we're actually getting towards the end. Okay, we're actually going to be able to talk about all this stuff within two hours. Um, this is a note. Uh, these are Bill's notes from this survey. Uh, you're playing as a human pathfinder well, far they, removed in space. I thought that was just all bullshit because I was like, who gives a fuck about a survey? But then people online pointed out this is exactly how the first correct details about how uh, Dragon Age 3 got leaked. Yeah. So this sounds like this may be legit. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you're playing as a human pathfinder far removed moved in space and time from the events of Mass Effect 1 through 3, looking for home for humanity in the Andromeda galaxy. A whole different galaxy, which that that's kind of cool. Yeah. How the, so I'm assuming this must take place in the distant future then. Well... Because they never talked about you being able to venture to, like, humanity. Essentially, we just finally well, we just finally got out of the solar system. Now we're exploring, like, another fucking galaxy? Well, here's the thing. Mass, the nature of Mass Effect relays is that they're just... It's just a thing that shoots you in one direction. Yeah. There's not always a return. So it's possible that you go through some sort of mass, like, system Mass Effect re, mass relay that sends you off someplace totally new and you never go back or something. If you're looking for yeah, humanity's so be new kind of interesting, yeah. Like, they don't really deal with that much in the original Mass Effect series, and still abruptly they do. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but all the Mass Effect relays that we've seen have been interconnected within one galaxy, but it makes sense that they'd be, you know. It's not impossible, but it's interesting that they are just sending you off to, like, so, unless... I'm trying to remember, in, in the, in the Mass Effect 3, now I'm calling, I'm a bad Mass Effect nerd, they destroy all the relays, but because those relays are all connected, that's why they're destroyed, right? Yeah, exactly. So theoretically, yeah. any mass relays outside of that network are fine. Which makes sense, because I think it's supposed to be a galactic pulse, not yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So it's, theoretically, there can still be mass relays in other galaxies. Hmm. Or there could be relays that aren't even, part of that network. Did they talk about the Prometheans being outside of the galaxy? I, Everything's intergalaxy. Well, the thing is, is that you just, it, 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 the whole, the best thing about space is that just like like stories about Earth where you're making first contact, it's fucking space. Who knows? Somebody, some asshole from the next galaxy over could come and be like, hey, motherfuckers, you ain't it. And it could be a great chance. The The subtext of well, Mass Well, I'm just saying, this means no Asari, no fucking Canari, no fucking yeah. Larrys, no Stinkles. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the actual context is. Well, you have your own is. crew, so I'm assuming you brought your crew with you from this galaxy. You would have, yeah. like, the, like you would have, you'd probably have, like... It'd be interesting. Some like, but this, this. I mean, if you're exploring, if you're, well, keep on talking. We'll, we'll keep on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, four times as many planets to explore and visit as Mass Effect Three. 
Which that sounds interesting. But the thing here's the thing that worries me. So I love I Inquisition. Scan for those minerals. I love Inquisition, and obviously I've been playing it more or less. I've played it every week since it came out. I have. I am on my household is on technically. Technically, I perceive it as my second playthrough, but and Foley has her own playthrough. We have collectively played the game not to completion, but about five times now. And this is my, I call it, this is my real canon playthrough. I've played the fuck out of this game. Yeah. But the thing that broke my heart when I first played it is that it's so empty. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like they took the Skyrim thing of exploring. space, and it totally makes sense. But I don't, the best parts of, I don't want Skyrim. I want Mass Effect. And if the planet's actually have interesting stuff, and it's not just like That's my concern. It's like, I don't want to fucking find a letter. (laughs) <laughs> that is my only emotional connection to this Explorable place. Explorable planet, you land down, find like an area size of a parking lot, find a letter, and come back up. Yeah, that. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't doubt that it's going to be the size well, parking this lot. This sounds like they're taking a lot of cues from uh, in, in, uh, from uh, Inquisition. They, they say yeah. that you can send off AI dudes to go off and do missions while you're actually doing combat and stuff. But it's like, but that's like, I don't, I don't want to. I'm just saying, how do you feel like playing uh, Dragon Age Inquisition in space? I, I want. I, I'm worried that what Bioware is doing is less of what I give a shit about. They, yeah. There's just less and less. Like, there are people, like, break, I love Inquisition, and it breaks my heart how little meaningful interaction you have with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. There are too many of them, and there's there's a lot with each of them, but in the scan in the span of the game, it's very little. And most of the time in your game is just fucking so around. So you're saying you'd rather have a smaller, deeper experience than a, big, yeah. than, than, than a shallow... Wide, wide breath. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love Skyrim, oh, but Skyrim fine. has no depth to it. And I, that was one of the reasons why I liked Dragon Age 2 and that there is wank in that. But it's like things felt a little more connected and meaningful. Yeah. And I don't... I, and I liked that time passes and things change in that game. I don't want a game where it's so large they can't do... They're, they're burdened by the vastness Hopefully of it. Hopefully they can strike a happy meaningful. medium because Mass Effect 1 was so small in that it kind of like hampered your feeling yes. of actually being out in space. Because like the planets were so repetitive there were so few Absolutely. of them that like it really like really killed totally any agree. sense to explore. But yeah, so I don't need like an endless amount of planets. But as totally long as agree. it feels I can bum around a little bit yeah. and find new things and feel like I won't won't like not the billionth person to find that thing on a planet. Like, I would rather I have know. a Bioware game where I had a crew of three people and that's it. And the game is all about enriching my relationship with those three people. Yeah. Then have a game where it's nine people or however many. And but I mean, then, Bioware like, is a different company than the Bioware that made, you know, the first Dragon Age or the first this is uh, very true. Mass Effect. So this is very true. It's interesting to see how the company c- continues to evolve. Yeah. And, uh, and I just feel like this, that just asks so much of a writer, of a team of writers, mm-hmm. to have a game that is incredibly vast and then is personally meaningful. That is a fucking well, by vast. We're ask. probably talking about, like, procedurally generated stuff that probably didn't require too much in the way of like inquisition the was not procedurally generated yeah that was all fucking hand place that was a fucking huge thing yeah. they're gonna do yeah. it again i guarantee you Murph. anyway um continuing on collect resources oh excuse me uh yeah four times many planets is uh explored visits mass effect three collect resources build colonies and try to uncover the mystery of the remnant another precursor species stupid. that once wielded incredibly powerful technology Bill fucking this the Mass Effect. Do we need another galaxy that was once seeded by like a, a super yeah. futuristic species that got wiped out and they have to figure out what happened? That's what Mass Effect is. Bill, who gives a shit about the MacGuffin in a Bioware game? That's not what the, the point of a Bioware game they is. They specifically said that instead of the Kunari, it's the Punari and they just have <laughs> a giant vagina heads. 
Send out an AI strike teams to tackle missions while you recruit a team of seven companions complete with loyalty missions. He sounds and not too bad. Explore planets with a customizable Mako vehicle. I like that brought back the Mako. 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 I can't remember. Hey, Mako. Um, yeah. So, hey, Mass Effect. Which, if these. I, I mean, it sounds like they're shaping up, so I would imagine we'll be playing this in the next two years. And there's an obligatory horde mode multiplayer as well. Yeah, so. Yeah. Sounds like Mass Effect 3, but just. More so. Yeah. And more so. I don't know. I love, it's I gonna love be third person Bioware. Shooting. I love Bioware. You think this will keep that easy mode where it's like combat light but story heavy? They didn't do that in in, in um uh they actually excuse me they have an Inquisition still they have settings they have that okay it wasn't as explicit because Bioware like they literally said this is for babies this is for as not. long as I you know I really don't care as long as you get to play as a female that's all I really care about female human female human female but no that was such a unique thing I you know the other thing I mean. And really, I'm not to worry about them being play- able to play as a female. As long as like you get to play somebody whose voice voice acting was as good as what's her face. Yeah, that's tough. Because like I love Inquisition. This lady who, whose name Jennifer Jennifer, Jennifer Hale. Hale. Jennifer there you Hudson. Go. Um, um, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Hale did a phenomenal job. It's hard to cast someone in a role like that and really have a compelling Ray Bamford. voice. She could do so many different voices and, and, and emotions. Like, I really like the um, the the quote-unquote American male voice in Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh-huh. I really like him. And I liked the American uh, uh, female voice okay. And the British female voice, I wish I liked more. It's Trainer from Mass Effect 3. Okay. But she kind of glanced off me a little bit. And um, the, the one male British one just in the box. Me. No, that's Mass Effect 2. Who's Trainer? Trainer. Oh, she's the one she's, who fucked up my relationship cute. with fucking... <laughs> Trainer the traitor, the one who fucking made my pussy turn the Dude, wrong direction. that was your call, my I friend. Know. I Dude. thought I could fuck her for a night and fucking... Uh, That's not how Bioware games work. Who's the purple lady? That's not how Bioware games work, buddy. In it's a video true game, I was nothing. Like, man, Commander Shepard's smart enough to like sneak around like, and like attack a military base with no one finding out. She could stick her Bioware vagina does on not, someone else's vagina Bioware for 10 does seconds. not believe in non-monogamy, they my friend. They do not. My that God. Is, we're talking to people... The game only just had an act, a lesbian, an explicitly lesbian character because in the I, last they game. They had the cutscene where you're with Trainer and I'm playing as Commander Shepard. We both take our pants off and our vaginas touch and they suction the, se- the seal <laughs> forms. And you hear the... <laughs> and as soon as that happens, the door opens and fucking, what's her name? Magic Blue Lady comes in. She's like, I heard that through the bulkhead. You're fucking fired. That's how Mass Effect 3 ended for me. Now I got the worst ending. <laughs> Fuck the blue You got the blue balls. <laughs> it's all yeah. I'm trying to use a flavor with me the whole game. It's not like I'm taking advantage of her. She's like, great. hey, I got to do press. She's a crush on you. Yeah, and she's like, eh. She's like, the fact that she well, serves you coffee between her you, tits. You and I have trouble dealing with the affections of two people. <laughs> <laughs> Core plushies with the Bioware store. They fought, they're $30? I've already got a pillow shaped like pancakes. <laughs> I do not need more stupid plushies in my life. Yeah. But it talks. It's, it has dialogue that's specifically recorded for the toy, too. Oh, that's it's pretty like, great. Would you like to give me a hug? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Earnest expression. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Kraft is removing the nuclear yellow <laughs> slash orange food dye from its macaroni and cheese. I don't know why I felt I had to put this in what? there, but it seemed like 
Yeah. That's pretty seismic. They said they're going to uh, replace the artificial food coloring with, like, turmeric and natural spices. And they said they're worried it might change seismic. the flavor a little bit. Well, of but course yeah. it will. Well, the Kraft macaroni and cheese, not half the point of it, but it's their like, brand. It is kind of like... It'd be like if Cheetos started being purple tomorrow. Well, actually, mm-hmm. they did for a while there, and it was weird. <laughs> Wow, that's oh, fucking with their brains. Yeah, we're a long way from the days of like like purple fl- uh, flavored ketchup yeah. in the '90s to now. It's like, oh, we can't afford to make our our fucking macaroni and cheese. Did they say it was for financial reasons or was it like a health? I thing? I think it was a health thing. Yeah, because people I'm sure are it'd so, be cheaper just to do fucking so food like, diet. <gasps> it says artificial, but like the colors, like so they can't mess represent the colors on the boxes. And craft uh, uh, macaroni and cheese boxes are appealing to that like nuclear blue and that yeah. nuclear orange. Yeah. Now it's gonna be kind of like. It's almost going to be the same box, but it's been left out in the sun for nine months. It's going to be like, well, it's more organic, but like, who wants to eat this? It's no longer fun, garbage, 90s... Yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah! uh, The rumor is there will be a Galaxy Quest TV show. Yeah, so uh, the director and one of the co-writers of that uh, show, they're working with Paramount right now, trying to get produce... With Paramount, no less. Yeah. That's kind of great. I know, which is kind of fucking cracking it'll be, me up. It'll be funny that we don't have a Star Trek TV show, but we may have a Galaxy Trek. <laughs> no, which I'm... I mean, well, I kind of wonder what that would be, because, like, is it going to be the same characters and actors? Is it... Well, are you, know you doing you Galaxy do. Quest the next generation? Yeah, that's the thing. You can just do a... Like, it's a new version. Because that's the thing. Well, do you have it be, do you, do yeah, you have it be the show? Saying. Yeah, when you start thinking about it, do you, is it just the meta show? Is it... Like the actors, like do they yeah. get sucked up by n- another generation of aliens and they're going through yeah. the same thing? Yeah. Well, actually, actually, kind of. If you did like a legitimate Star Trek thing where the characters are actually normal people, mm-hmm. they actually had an ongoing thing. So instead of like the characters learning to not be assholes over the course of a two-hour television show, but a television show where they're actually yeah. or a two-hour movie, but like. If you were taking like I don't know, you can there's some you can You could just take things. that movie and make it into a TV series. It would be a pretty compelling. Well, I guess you could do that too, but like yeah. you'd have to do like Graptar's hammer and things again. Yeah, yeah. there'd be kind of yeah. I almost better if it's continuation sure. than just like a reboot. Sure. With that they would put lens flares in there just to talk <laughs> with people. And of stuff, course but, they would. Um, I wonder if great. they would actually make fun of the JJ Abrams stuff where it's like the same continuity, but like, someone goes back in time and like that could be actually pretty good. You could do some kind of show, but that would be you could still it, actually it would be a funny TV show, but. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be almost kind of Last Man on Earth thing where there's yeah. a dramatic thing that happened, but the yeah. comedy, it's still comedy, but it's kind of yeah. like a grim. I don't know. You can do... No, no, there's no, a lot no, of no. Stuff. It's a really kind of good potential. And just because we're excited about it now means yeah. it's never going to happen. Gonna, or it's going to be a terrible sci-fi channel original, original movie. I would actually... Oh, man, I hate to say it, but I would almost be more excited about a Galaxy Quest TV show than actually Star Trek coming by. Assuming Speaking s- of, yeah. Star Trek Beyond? That's supposedly the title of the new Star Trek movie. Oh, movie! Yeah, no, that's what it is. Yeah, so I guess uh, Paramount has registered that as the trademark. They haven't officially announced it or anything like that. Are they just gonna keep going with Trek being a, ner- a verb? Is that I their guess plan? so. That's well, at least for these three movies. Well, I guess you just had Star Trek Into Darkness, and then still better than Into Darkness, <laughs> especially after that movie came out. I thought the movie would more justify why it's called yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, but no, it's just really. I mean, it's, there's dark things that happen. There's terrorism and stuff. It's just. Star Trek That's to why, the 7-Eleven. That, <laughs> to why not, and I actually Star Trek Slurpee. <laughs> I'm thinking about Star Trek to the Darkness, and I can see the Star Wars trailer playing in my head. It's <laughs> turning sour, and like, 
<laughs> Last time we thought something might be good. Here's the thing, though. I'll say this. Star Trek movies, the problem with them is that they were good Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's a good point, so, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. J.J. Wars didn't give a shit about Star Trek. So, yeah, yeah um, exactly. And he wanted, he very clearly wanted to make a Star Wars. He seemed really happy at Celebration being like, I'm going to talk about Star it. Wars. Whereas, like, the Star Trek it? stuff, he was like, yes, I love the Scotty. Spark was, <laughs> he was a thing to my child. Now he is really is like, Han Solo. Yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah bitches. Oh, so good. So, yeah. Um, Nintendo America's hashtag Wigger Wednesday? What? Did you see what happened with no. it? No. So Mario Kart comes out. Yeah. And one of the cars you can race in is one of the Wigglers from Mario Kart. Okay. Someone types in, like, oh, you, oh like it was Wednesday, and so they're like, hey, you want to go race? Today we're going to call today Wiggler Wednesday. Whoever typed this out from Nintendo America's Twitter account forgot the L, so it came out as Wigger Wednesday. Oh. Which... If you're a nice, if you're a kind person, you probably don't even know what the hell that means. It's funny because a lot of people on the on, on the internet did have to have this explain to them what a wigger is. Yeah, it is a kind of flower, strangely <laughs> enough. Sorry. So you explain to me what a wigger nope. is. Let let let's do this. You know what? Progressive Brian, white people the conversation Brian, podcast has been. <laughs> historically bad at dealing with issues of race and anytime I talk about it to any degree afterwards I'm like oh man I really wish we hadn't talked about that because yeah. I know we did not do a very good job as two idiot white as people. As two people go what happened in Baltimore? It's so far. Who knows? Let's talk about that. I feel like an asshole. So yeah. It makes me feel even worse about being the person that I am. <laughs> Type in wigger in urbandictionary.com and you'll figure out what it is. But yeah so I feel bad. It's just an earnest mistake. There was the initial like oh my god and then uh, quick turned around to oh my god I feel so bad for because yeah. it's obviously a mistake yeah. uh, they forgot one like innocuous yeah. L out of, a, out of a tweet and like everyone's like oh my god I hope that person does not get like summarily fired Seriously? I hope that like, yeah, even I was joking like we should have a Kickstarter to buy a drink to buy it for that person <laughs> Seriously? yeah because it just blew up that's sort of thing you do be fired that's a dumb shit you get fired for yeah and it's like why are you terminated for your priority position I type I'm wigger <laughs> I need Nintendo that market. was you <laughs> So, yeah, even oh, on NeoGAF, people boy. are like, I don't get what's a wigger, what's a wigger, and they're just like, oh my god. The fact that they even say that, like, it's more on society that we let wigger even be a term. <laughs> the fact is, I haven't heard the word, I have said wigger way more times than I thought. <laughs> I haven't heard that term. Maybe it's because I'm living in Portland. I had not heard that term in 15 yeah, years. Yeah, it's been a long time I thought it was since a white trash Pittsburgh thing. Uh, oh. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to continue on because that's upsetting. <laughs> Oh my god. This week, one thing that was announced that could not have made my butthole. Not, not, <laughs> like, no, it's not true. Okay. It's not that my butthole tightened up, it was the opposite. It was just like. Loosened? <laughs> yes. Butthole flower? There could not be. Something. Did you just bend over like your anus could think of, no, What you were saying is making my butthole tighten up. What I'm trying to think is like, there could not be something that I could be less excited about. Really? Marvel announced, or Telltale announced, a partnership with Marvel. Uh, especially because all the font is going to be Comic Sans in whatever game it is. <laughs> the thing is, is that a Marvel Telltale game could be really good. Really good. Um, Tales from the Borderlands is great. Yeah, I thought you were hot riding high on Telltale right now. I like Tales from the Borderlands, but they someone made the joke, and I agree with this, is that um, uh, Telltale's next partnership should be with QA. <laughs> Which I really think is like the Telltale engine is pretty laborious at this point. It Telltale. is not snappy. I want Telltale and fucking Double Fine to get together and like and hire like something out. like because I have two companies I love their stuff. 
But yeah, come on, guys. It's like, and the thing is, is that um, Telltale is only as good as the strength of their writing in any given episode. Yeah. But I mean, like, but and like, it doesn't seem like it's a necessarily an engine that produces a lot of. It, it enables a lot of. I, I don't know. They've been talking about how like. The Telltale guys came out recently and they're like, you know what, really, we, we do a lot of licensed stuff and they'll always be what we do, but we need to, really, it's like, you, you need to own what you make. Well, it's the more modern problem. You gotta, yeah, you gotta start IP. making your own stuff eventually, yeah, because they're and, entirely reliant on, yeah. And I'm just like, and then they come out and say this shit, and I'm like, at the end, of, like, I, I didn't, I don't like Borderlands, but I'm really enjoying Tales from Borderlands. I hear a guy just likes comic books. I like, lo- that's who you're playing. I, I don't, I mean, I guess, it, if you think about it, like, Walking Dead appealed to, the, the whole thing, one of the successes of The Walking Dead was that it was a really good game, obviously. It, like, gamers couldn't necessarily be comics people, or it would appeal to comics people, but there was this TV show that they could tap into that zeitgeist. And with this, you know, like, there are the movies, and, like, the Marvel Universe is lumbering, you know, on and on, and it's got a huge amount of attention. It's a smart move on their part, and they could make a really good game. And watch, like, I'll be an asshole, and, like, in a year it's gonna be, like, a really great Kitty Pride game or something that could yeah. be really good, and, like... I don't know. I just, I just could not. Well, that's the thing. It's with Marvel. I mean, you would assume that it's going to get tied into the Marvel cinematic stuff, yeah. which would, which kind of ties what they can ties ties their hands in yeah. terms of what characters and stuff they could do. But exactly. if it's just Marvel based off the comics, then they could do Spider Man. They could do X yeah. X Men. They get you know. Well, that's it what could I'm be curious. a dating simulator where you have to choose between Kitty Pride, Spider Man, and fucking Wolverine. It's like it could be good. I just don't but then give again, a shit. the guys who did the best thing Telltale ever did, The Walking Dead. Are no longer working there, yeah. which is why I've never played anything since the Walking. I never yeah. played the second season of the Walking I Dead. I loved, I love Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us is not actually good. Yeah. I really See, love that's it. That's why I came on hearing from you. So that's why I'm kind of Tales like, from the sure. Borderlands is good. I really like Tales from the Borderlands. If you were, if you were in charge of the Marvel game, what would you do? Like, what, like. Hmm. I would do well. So the thing is, is the Telltale games work best if it's talky, talky, talky with bursts of action. Mm-hmm. So. um... You would do something about relationships between people that happen to be superheroes. And I would do something like maybe Almost about like a powers kind of thing. Well, or or like maybe you do like coming like a some you that's the sort of thing where it makes sense to do an origin story sort of thing or like someone coming to term with their powers or something. Yeah. But on the other hand, Telltale's games are episodic, so you could have like the overarching story arc be like fighting a villain, but each episode is like a different issue or it's just like a self-contained little thing. That's like, possible. I don't know. I, I just said Kitty Pride, and I'm thinking about Kitty Pride. Or like they they'd have to take a character that isn't gonna be probably either it'll be like a, a pastiche of a whole bunch of different characters that oh we have the marvel license so here's an avengers team up sort of thing or they're going to take a character that isn't going to be necessarily explored anytime soon that marvel doesn't care enough about that they're like go do something so maybe they could do they could do like a really great jubilee game or like I, kitty pride or i don't know it sounds weird uh, no one would ever make this game but i would almost love if they made it to it's someone who really likes marvel comics and, and or marvel movies and it's mm-hmm. somebody about it's not necessarily about the characters mm-hmm. but like somebody who people just, in the world people like almost just like a meta schmoes. thing mm-hmm. where like he could even have had like you know like like the like their their 
the characters they like is somehow kind of like a reflection of their own personalities and their wants and things. And like, I don't know what that even means, but I like yeah. the idea instead of just like saying, we're making an X-Men game. Yeah. Do something that's actually about Marvel and what people... Th- it is interesting that they came out and they said it is a Marvel partnership. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, that in itself is loaded. Because everyone, yeah. Because they're not saying this is an X-Men game, this is a Spider-Man game. They're saying this is a Marvel It might Marvel be an entirely other thing up. where they just ink the, ink the, the deal and they just... Yeah, not it quite could sure. be like Game of Thrones. They'll have they... a meeting next week where they'll figure out what exactly the game's... They did like. that with Fables. Like, they announced, oh, we're doing a Fables game, and then it was radio silence until it's like, oh, it's called The Wolf Among Us and it's coming out in two months. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. like they're really good at doing the... this. That's kind of how they do it. They'll say, oh, this is coming, and then they don't really say anything until it's out. Yeah. Which I kind of like, to be honest with you. I like that they dropped the hype cycle for the most part. Because, um, you know, their games really aren't about hype. It's about episodic content and, you know, having a conversation about these moral choices. Well, especially, too, because they have to think, of, you know, assuming they just need this deal and it's going to take them two years to put to start putting the game out, yeah. you have to think, like, assuming it's going to be tied in the cinematic universe, like, what movies and stuff are going to be coming out then, like, yeah, assuming sure. two, two years, that'll probably be the new Avengers is just coming out, so it'll probably be something that's at least tangentially related to the Civil War, Whatever Avengers Infinity yeah. fuck-ups and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And I just that's can't why give like, a shit. I can't give a shit. But that's that's why I was kind of thinking about a game that's more about a meta stuff, because it does not necessarily have to be a game that's tied to, like, a movie that's coming out, but just more sure. just about people's relationship with comic books and mm-hmm. or, like, what they like in the movies, which is vague and that would sell two copies, but I like yeah. the idea it would be well, outside it could, of... I could see you could tell, tell stories about <laughs> someone who's in the world. Or in the world. That would be interesting, too, if it's kind of like an ant's... Like people affected of, by yeah. Blah, if blah, it's blah. what if it's a game where you're playing as the waitress who has a crush on Captain America Seriously. at the end of the first Avengers movie, or it's like or apparently like Daredevil. Like they apparently someone told me that like the reason why things are shitty in Hell's Kitchen is because of all the shit that happened. Yeah, like it's like about the after effects of this. Do you remember thing. much about the first Avengers movie? Do you know that like there's like like there's a the waitress who's Ellie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't realize that was Ellie until yeah. just like a couple weeks ago. I was looking at it. She was like, oh, she was in the Avengers for two seconds. I was like, that was her? Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. go back and watch it's it again. Ellie. It's Ellie from Last yeah. of Us. I recognized her because I was like, oh, it's supposed to be from that sitcom. No, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, man, well, that was a lot more talk about Marvel and Telltale than I was expecting. Iceman is full gay. Did you see how a, someone just cut, cut, turns to him and says, you gay? And that's well, it? it's not someone... I actually read the page and it was... It actually... It's written by Bendis and mm-hmm. it, made me remi- it reminded me of why I liked Bendis. Because I do like Bendis' little personal dialogue and the shit. And it's pretty classic Bendis. Like, it's like a layout that could have been in Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, seven years ago. Uh, it's a what's-your-butt, psychic butt talking to him and so she can see in his brain and he makes some sort of oh, yeah? comment he makes some sort of comment about like oh yeah that like she that lady sure is hot and she just looks at him like you don't have to do that with me he's like what do you mean because I, mean, I saw some people slagging on how that was done well the joke is like he's like i could be bisexual and she's like he's like no, no, no i'm no, full, no. I'm full yeah. gay so everyone's making fun of full gay but uh, no i mean that's an interesting thing especially because the whole the context of this comic is that something happened and the original x-men crew comes into the present so mm-hmm. Iceman is in this world as an older Iceman who is straight presenting and now he's being confronted with his younger self who's gay huh. so like there's like that can be important that can be a cool like dramatic Jesus. thing and like I do so it's like the X-Men from like the 1960s or something like I-, I genuinely don't know okay, they're in yeah. like kind of the old school costumes and it's that same roster okay, yeah. the implication is it's them their younger selves I don't know I, I-, like I literally Brothers episode. I read the page that the line full gay comes from and it made me and it's also i think it's drawn by eminent i think too and i'm like oh, really? oh 
this is like Man, giving I me... was so I've mentioned this before. I mean, sometimes uh, the the Red Letter Media guys they have a video game podcast. They uh, they have a Twitch show. They stream twice a week, uh-huh. and uh, they were talking about how much they like Bendis and Ultimate Spider Man, and they were oh, complaining about how they loved Ultimate Spider Man until Bendis just started getting so grim all the time. Like yeah. like it's like it would, pretty much your same complaints about Bendis' stuff that I've heard from you. With these guys are like, oh yeah. Oh, just the Ultimate Spider Man was the best when it was like just like really sweet. That's kind exactly what these guys were talking about, and it was a really good comic. These all well, this, this, these were the same guys who were talking about the Miss Marvel stuff, yeah, or the Captain Marvel. Like... And then they had a whole conversation about Captain Marvel versus Miss Marvel. But anyway, um, um, yeah, it's like I, I'm like I don't know. I I'm also a recovering homophobe, so <laughs> I'm not allowed to speak on behalf of gay oh, it's people ever. Yeah, it's like oh. you know. So which one in X Men two? There was Iceman and Hotman. I'm trying to remember what happened. I need to see that again. Because that was the first bit of, like, oh, Marvel movie stuff could actually be decent. Not that it's tied to, like... Yeah, I remember really liking X-Men, too. But I remember that. I kind of like that, like, you know, because it was them and fucking Anna Paquin doing stuff. And, like... Oh, yeah, because there was the whole thing where... Did you hear the thing Hot Man come out to his parents? And it is kind of like a gay thing. Oh, it's totally... Well, the X-Men have always been... I remember that was one of the first times where, like, oh, X-Men can be a metaphor for (laughs) gay. Like, you guys have never read the comics, have you? And even I haven't read the comics, and even I fucking know. Yeah. I like that someone asked, apparently, Anna Paquin, that she was like, would you ever want to be in the movies again? And she said something like, I never got to fucking fly or do anything cool. (laughs) That's like, oh, yeah, she's fucking like, I just did bullshit. No, she's 94, shaped like a pear. Uh, anyway, let's finish this Just, goddamn podcast. X Files uh, streaming in HD on Netflix. Now you can see all of Scully's unfortunate outfits <laughs> and hairdos in all the highest suits. definition possible. I meant to watch a little bit of that before we recorded this week, just to see what it looks like, because I've never watched more than two episodes oh, of that man. shit. I can't go home again, buddy. X Files and Buffy. Effects? Well, the funny thing is, because I I don't know if they actually announced that they were coming out with X Files on Blu-ray, but no one was expecting them to just stealth drop. Yeah. An HD version of the of of the Netflix on of the Netflix on X Files. There's too many X's in this. Sense. I know. <laughs> the X Files on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. They just dropped it like on Friday night. Yeah. Um, with more like yeah. So I don't it's know. just I mean, I'll see like it for X-Files. Young Scully. Is Scully the X Files? Yes. Which one's the uh, sex depends offender? on who you ask. <laughs> That's David Dakota. Thanks, David. <laughs> Dude, what? people listen you to this podcast. You were not a teenage girl in the nineties. David Dakota. There was, was an uncle. Bill, there was a song. David Dakota. Why won't you love me? Have you never <laughs> oh, heard no. this song? Oh yeah, that's my David favorite. Dakota. Why won't you love me? Why won't oh. you love me, David Dakota? It was a thing. <laughs> Um, it's exactly like when my mom was like, yeah, Mark Hamill's a hot one. I'm like, you go to hell, mom. There's no way Harrison Ford was ever Dad, the wait. ugly friend of Mark Hamill. There's Have no you way. seen the Daredevil show yet? No. Netflix, everyone's flipping out about it. I keep hearing conflicting things about it. I, uh, I've heard almost unanimously great things, except like, like, actually people I know who actually work on comics are like, that's bullshit. Well, see, the thing is that Jimmy and Conley pitched it. They're like, it's just fun, pulpy, brutal, fighty stuff. And that's like, I'm like, okay. Have you seen the stuff Jimmy Conley like <laughs> it's mostly the they same like stuff we like Star Wars yeah no but uh, the uh, the thing is like I've been hearing like all this shit about it's it's gender politics and it's race politics aren't very good well what are the race politics apparently there's a character who's Japanese who speaks Japanese and they very clearly didn't ask a Japanese person <laughs> <laughs> you say you saying hamburger telephone go away it's just, it's just apparently rough is it kind of like fridgy kind of like lady it. gets killed I'll watch and that's it at some why point. I did. 
Daredevil. I'm just so not in a place for Grim Dark like? right I now. Because I, I don't want. Know. I don't want. I heard. I heard his costume. He gets like the red Daredevil costume at the end. Supposedly it's bullshit compared to like the homemade one yeah. he's running around with. Which I. Why is there not a Spider-Man movie where he's running around the homemade costume? Wait for Phil Miller and Chris Lord. Yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I'll watch eventually, and I don't. I do like pulpy bullshit, and I way too easily identify with masculine heroes. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have a fine time with it. I've just been. So I, my depression has really been kicking my ass lately, and the idea of watching a grim, dark, pulp thing has not been appealing. I find that stuff. I find that cathartic sometimes, but the idea of consuming twelve hours of it just yeah. sounds like a chore rather than fun. Um, I so the first couple seasons of the X Files is when Scully and Mulder are running around in their homemade outfits, right? <laughs> Her homemade pantsuit. <laughs> I stitched it from my sweatpants. That's it. In summation, Broken Age 2 hits this week, maybe even tonight for backers. I had no idea it was coming out that soon, mm-hmm. but somebody on the uh, Double v- double Fine double age, mm-hmm. double fine Twitter account was like, oh yes. They, they just posted a picture of, of uh, Broken Age. It's mm-hmm. funny that we're calling it Broken Age 2. It's really mm-hmm. the second half of this game that got kickstarted four years ago. Uh, but yeah, they said something about su- su- suggesting it would be released to backers tonight. So Yeah. Do you play it? Oh yeah, I played. I enjoyed the, the first Spider-Man. To be honest with you, I may wait until it's out for PS4 and then just play the whole because, thing. Yeah, because I was like, I also I just, uh, I'm not in the mood for an adventure game right now. It's kind of hitting me. I'm playing, still playing Bloodborne all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Even though I beat it two weeks ago, yeah, I rewound my save and I've like been exploring to see if I missed anything. Sure. I found two new worlds that I. Well, that's why that's why I've been replaying Dragon Age Inquisition because it's yeah. like I'm taking different people with me, especially now that I know some things are revealed later in the game it's like oh now replaying it I'm like oh this context <laughs> is totally different now I'm like well I want to go to this place and take this person to hear what they have to say about it and blah blah man, blah you, so. for a game that you're kind of eh on you and your Dragon Age man I, you, you actually even just called Broken Age Dragon Age too. did I? Yeah. oh man uh, well I meant I meant I'm replaying Dragon Age yeah. anyway my point is I love so Dragon you're saying Age. Broken Age 2 would cut into your Dragon Age time well my I really wanted to play Dragon, uh, Broken Age with my wife mm-hmm. and PC games just aren't like are, are you sitting around a computer? It's not this, yeah. Mm-mm. So when it's on PS4, maybe I'll enjoy. Did they it with say my when wife. it's coming out? Broken Age? Uh, I can't remember right now. I, I mean, I'm fine with double dipping for it to help support. Yeah. Uh, um, double fine too, especially yeah, if it no helps them get a Q and A department. Broken Age PS4. I'm gonna see if there's even a tentative date online. Uh 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 uh. Oh, Bill makes up. Oh, this is man. You're gonna be waiting a long time, Annie. April 28th. <laughs> what? That's like Tuesday, right? It's like this week. Well, I'll wait three days to I was bu- going to say, I knew they were releasing... Yeah, I thought they were doing a simultaneous thing. Anyway. Uh, okay, two questions. Are you going to go see uh, Avengers? Nope. At all? No. Okay. I didn't really enjoy the first one. Apparently this one is not as good as the last one. Oh, really? I keep on hearing it's better. I have been hearing it's bad. It's oh, not as good. Really? Or not bad, but it is not as good. Uh, all the criticism I've heard is there's too many characters and the, those characters don't do enough. Uh-oh. That's <laughs> what I've heard. And all they do is sing, uh, fucking, you can't put strings on me all the fucking time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you guys want to go, do you want to go see Mad Max together or something like that? Uh, fully has plans to go see Mad Max with a friend of ours that we... So you actually, guys already have your plans. We have okay. a date. Because like I said, now Mad Max tickets are so, suddenly becoming 
available online. No, you're like, ah, <laughs> two movies coming out this year. I'm worried about getting a ticket to advance for Mad Max mm-hmm. and fucking Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. yeah. But yeah, man. Okay, so, so you guys we already went, have your plan set up. We went to go uh, when I watched Mad Max for the first time. I like I had seen the first Mad Max movie, and it's such a slog of a movie <laughs> that <laughs> I was like, about? I'm not watching the. Even fuck. though the bad guy from that first movie looks like he's the bad guy in the new one. <laughs> So the um the uh when I finally saw two and three I saw them with my friend Grant uh-huh. and we watched them oh. in his theater so we're gonna go see it with you're Grant gonna pirate in, it uh, and watch it in the no theater. we're gonna yeah, go we'll go see it in the actual theater I'm excited to go see is that gonna get an IMAX release Which I will go see it, that in fucking IMAX. well it's got IMAX I think it might be only 3D but it's post converted 3D wasn't well I won't go see 3D but I will go see it in IMAX well that's the thing I think most IMAX screens now are like all it's IMAX 3D yeah. it might be difficult to actually find a 2D IMAX showing yeah. is all I'm saying because yeah. the best the best Prometheus I saw was a 2D Prometheus. Though I actually liked Prometheus. Was that at the... Is, that was at the... Uh, 3D, but that's not IMAX. No, I, it was at the fucking Lloyd Center. Now that Lloyd Center fixed their parking, it's less of an Did you see they got rid of the indoor theater at the Lloyd Center? Like the one where everyone got, always oh, got mall. shot and stabbed at? Yeah. They got rid of the mall. Mostly now it's an Thank office God. So complex. now I won't get confused where I'm like, which Lloyd Theater? Yeah, so if you just type in Portland Lloyd Theater. You poor podcast listeners who are not Portlanders <laughs> listening to us talking about. This is about, the moment the podcast just crawling out of the Hey, everybody, let's wrap this up. Hey, this is the Boy Honey Podcast for boyhattypodcast.com. Please don't review us on iTunes. <laughs> we Please. Don't need that. We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. Tweet us. Let us know how you're feeling about the new Mad Max movie. How, where your, where's your bubble oh, level about yeah. It's <laughs> Hannah Groff. You're in Australia. What's the news on the scene? Um, so even uh, though the movie's not made in Australia at all and is not uh, contributing to your economy. Oh well. Well, friends, we um, will talk to y'all next week about more pop culture detritus. This is going to be the part where we're singing a song for Chilea, right? No, wait, Chile? That's the place the volcano just erupted. Did you see that? Stop bringing me down. No, it didn't kill anybody, though, because it's like a distant volcano. But did you see the anime gif of the girl pooping on the toilet and they made it so the volcano stuff was flying? Oh, I hate this podcast. Adrian, sweet Adrian, who I met in person last week and looked you in the eye and said, why do you listen to podcasts? This is why. We are the children, paired with our Lego blocks and we ain't yelling. It's the time we're making. I haven't heard this song in 30 years. Something that this is the part we're supposed to come in. This is the best part because what are you gonna segue this into, Bill? What music will we possibly... are the fucking world? <laughs> I guess it is getting harder to find a music because like we're gonna be talking about nothing but Mad Max for a month, so it's every se- bit of segue music. I'm telling you, dude. Okay. Wait, did we actually talk about that on air? Or was I that in? We did. Yeah. Also, now that interstitial bit, which I keep on adding the interstitial pre-recording bits in the podcast. Now I have to keep that in so there's context for why it turns out. That was what we were talking about. Mad Max. Though. Is it? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So people at home, now you get to hear our editing process. Okay. We love you guys. <laughs> this is the first part. <laughs> I love. Uh, you. I love everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Get inside my fucking gold Off my ass, and when I walk past, give the boys whiplash. Hey, you.